Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. Hi. 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 I want me some glory hope. Dude. You ain't Moss. I'm the boss. Pocahontas. It's a me, a man, it's a Garcia. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, all right. Uh, um, uh, uh. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville 104.1 in washington you can find us on 1250 930 online pr927fm.com and watch the show and be a part of the show on facebook live and youtube we are streaming live if you have a question comment for one of our guests including hold nailers who joins us here uh, to kick off today's show you can chime in there or on twitter we got a lot of guests to get to on today's program including Corey glore fresh off of calling a cotton bowl victory for the tulane green wave we'll talk about uh the crazy year tulane had this year and catch up with our old buddy Corey glore coming up later on in today's show also the big man on campus jeff nadu from barstool sports loves tonight's basketball card we'll talk about that recap what happened last night in Minji's coliseum as the pirates lost to ucf we'll talk to the big man on campus later on in today's show we'll also Talk a little Hurricanes hockey with the PA announcer uh, for the Canes uh, and their home games. Wade Minter going to join us, the Red Hot Canes, right now, top of their division in the NHL. So we'll talk some Canes hockey. And one of our favorites, Isaiah Winstead, going to join us. He's down training in Florida. Uh, was hanging out with Iron Mike Tyson earlier this week. So uh, we'll catch up with Isaiah Winstead in hour three of today's show as well. Talk about his swan song, Two Touchdowns. And a nice little strut after one of those touchdowns. We'll talk about that uh, coming up later on in today's show. Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt, Jenny Sheldon, Troy D. To my left, Good starting quarterback of the Pirates. Uh, former. Wow. Former, former starting yeah, quarterback yeah. of the Pirates. Holt Naylor is joining us as well. What's up, Holt? What's up, guys? Thanks as for I, having me. As I like to introduce you now, future ECU Hall of Famer. <laughs> Next <laughs> yeah, on the docket. Maybe one day. Maybe one yeah. day. Um, man, what a season. I was going back through some memories and uh, five years ago. I think your dad posted it yeah. actually today. And I, I remember it like it was yesterday. You kind of sitting like a little kid on the edge of a dorm bed. I was like, I remember kind of posting something about that on my Twitter feed clip with a day. I said, why does yeah. Holton look like he's 12 in this picture? <laughs> uh, it seems like yesterday. It was hard to believe five years ago. And here you are now uh, getting ready to start a professional career. What a ride. Yeah. Yeah, it has been. It's, it's kind of crazy, you know, how fast it went. But you know, it seems like I've been here forever, too. So um, I enjoyed every second of it and wouldn't change for the world let's talk about the finish uh you know people will remember you for a lot of things but i think the way you put a statement on the end of the season into your career was pretty damn impressive and uh setting records again in the birmingham bowl it had to feel good yeah it felt really good um to go out of the way that we you know wanted to um you know when we came in you know that class you know senior classic you know we came in 2018 
um, you know, wanted to change this thing, and, and that was the way we wanted to go out. So just super proud of the guys. Your legacy was going to be cemented here either way, but was it almost a relief kind of to be able to end it like that where, you know, you think I've seen other great players. They didn't get to end on an up note as far as their final memories. But uh, the, no matter what happens, you'll have that to fall back on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm always going to have good memories here, but, you know, that's certainly um, the top of it now. Um, so to go out that way was, I mean, everything I've ever dreamed of. And, I mean, that game was super special. And we had a really good crowd there. Um, ECU did, and um, I was proud of that and just super thankful for that. We always talk about how much teams are motivated for bowl games. There was no question that you and uh, your teammates were motivated to go out and win this game. I mean, you you had, I mean, this game was the most important game you played in at the time, right? I mean, you guys yeah. went out there to win. Troy, I remember you talking about that leading up to the game. Yeah. But that showed up on the field, I think, uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was really important. I mean, that was our goal all along, you know, is get to a bowl game and win it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there, we weren't going to overlook that game. We were going to take it for granted. You know, we, we took each day and, and got the best use of it we, that we could with practices and then just hanging around each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a big game for us, and uh, glad we played the way we did. I sensed that last year, too, before the Boston College game, yep. which should have been played, and of course, would have been the military bowl. I just felt that, man, there was this huge... Um, you know, want to for ECU yeah. to prove something. Yeah, absolutely. Especially against an ACC school like that. And I think the same outcome would have happened last year if that game was played. Yeah. Uh, this was almost like deferred two years building now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were definitely ready to play um, last year in D.C. Um, you know, Boston College backed out and, you know, everyone knows that story. But, um, yeah, I mean, I thought we were ready to go um, at Birmingham and we felt good about the, the game plan. Obviously, you know, you feel you should feel good going into every game, uh, just with your preparation and all that. But, I mean, we had a whole month to prepare and felt like we really maximized um, that time to the best of our ability. Holt Naylor's joining us in studio for maybe one of the final times. I hope we'll see yeah. you again, but, you know, you never know what the future holds. And uh, definitely uh, weird to say, former ECU quarterback. What's next, Holden? We know what you're getting ready and what your goals are, but uh, what's the immediate future hold for you? I saw the announcement made, uh, invited to the Hula Bowl. Yep. I know you're going to have some training coming up. you got a lot of big dates in front of you, pro yeah. days. What, how do you, what are you doing now leading up into uh, – Pro day that could be uh, an important agent call there. You never know. <laughs> it's not <laughs> okay. Uh, what are you doing leading up to uh, you know these coming up in the draft? You know for the NFL. Yeah. What, what from from tomorrow going forward? What's your schedule like? Yeah, so I, I fly out to Orlando Monday, um, the 9th through the 14th. Um, then we got some decisions to make. Me and Bill Johnson, who I signed with, um, and Matthew Pope, he's another guy that, that kind of helps out with that. Um, yeah, so if everything goes right, um, if I want to push off my surgery, which we're still kind of, you know, waiting to make a decision on right before I leave for Orlando, you know, I might, there's a, there's a timeline where I go from the 9th to the 14th in Orlando and then the 15th fly to Mobile um, and train there till April, um, go through pro day here. Uh, and, and then, you know, see where I end up, go through preseason. And then once that season starts, um, get the surgery and, and kind of take my first, uh, season as a as a redshirt season, um, learn the playbook, you know, recover from the surgery. So um, then there's another one where I mean you go and you play in the hula bowl, then you get surgery right after. Um, and there, there's a ton of different things we got to figure out these next few days. And I mean that's what you hire an agent for, and he's talking to GMs and stuff like that. And for folks that are hearing you talk about, you mentioned it on you know about a month ago. Yeah. On this program, what you're doing, but for folks that don't know, this is the non-throwing. Yeah, it's not shoulder. That uh, it obviously hasn't stopped you from playing and being nah. successful. Yeah. 
But long term, it's something you want to get ad- be addressed and, and have fixed. It's not something you've kept as a secret. Um, and you've had to pop that shoulder in and out many times. A few probably, times. It's probably like cracking fingers for <laughs> other people. Um, but I guess it, it, it's disclosed. Teams know it. Maybe that best path is go ahead and do everything you can do and, yeah. and you know, try and line up with somebody with the team and then go ahead and take care of it from there. Because what's the, what's the healing process once you have the surgery? What is it, about a six-month? Yeah, timeline? so fully recover six months. Um, you can get you know all, all the way down to four months. But, I mean, I could be thrown after one month. So there's like four different timelines that we're, we're kind of deciding on right now. And, and Bill's talking to some teams and some GMs to see what they recommend, uh, see what they're comfortable with, and then we're going to have to make a decision based off of that. Bill Johnson, uh, if, uh, East Carolina guy himself, yeah. oh, represented yeah. many Greenville. former Pirates, great guy we've had him on the program many times uh great great selection there i know he'll be looking out for your best interest for sure what are you hearing from him he's a a very well connected guy in the nfl Uh, a lot of these deals happen behind closed doors as you know um it's not sometimes might be a surprise to fans when folks when things happen but uh, behind the scenes everything's kind of already set up what are you hearing from him and from the uh, early onset with the discussions with potential NFL teams? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm definitely trending in the right direction at the right time. You know, that bowl game was big for me. And if I can go, you know, perform well at the Hula Bowl, I mean, all 32 NFL teams will be there. You know, a minimum of six to seven scouts per team will be there. So um, I'm going to have a huge opportunity there to, to go show myself versus some good competition. And, um, you know, that's what, you know, I think is all about. And, you know, Bill agrees with me and my quarterback coach does, David Morris, out in mobiles just the more i can get in front of teams the more i can you know show what i can do uh, the better i'll be off and i know it, it's not everybody gets to go to the combine that's a tough yeah. thing to do uh, especially quarterback wise what's the possibility of, of making the cut for that yeah so we feel pretty good about it right now um we, we just kind of got to wait and that's a waiting game i mean you could figure out you know close to two weeks before you could figure out tomorrow um there's no like certain timeline on that um, so it's kind of a waiting game. That's is that decided the, by, the, I guess, the NFL yeah. besides that? Yep. Um, so there, there's just a lot of things, and, and that goes into my surgery on if I should get it or not. So there's there's like a ton of different uh, things that we're kind of putting into it and to try to make this best decision for me. might have mentioned this, but pro day at ECU, yep. would you be involved? Yeah, in yeah, I'll okay. be involved. Even if I get the surgery, um, we're going to try to push it back. You know, I'm trying to, you know, Bill's talking to Coach Houston and all those guys that, that help run that, and I have to about you know pushing that back to yeah. early April instead of late March. Yeah, give me and, a little bit more time. And for folks, uh, yeah, I've talked with some ECU officials. They're they're waiting to kind of see what mm-hmm. you want to do to try and uh, accommodate you the best they can. Yeah, with, with the date because that's not set in stone either. Yeah. As far there will be a pro day. But yeah, there will be. Where, hey, what where would it help you out potentially? Yeah. Because I mean we got receivers that need someone to throw to them anyway, so it, yeah. it, it all works together. So. I, I joke uh, clip I joked last year. I thought the guy that had the best pro day last year was you. <laughs> I yeah. was Really uh, we, we go out there and we cover it every year and you were yeah. throwing balls throwing I had, Sneed and Omotosha yeah. I had a oh, number yeah. of guys ask me Who, who's that guy again yeah. and you weren't you know you were just throwing to them yeah. and uh, they're like well, damn it, it was looking yeah. better than the guy that was in pro day for that <laughs> yeah. I forget who was here he was not from ECU he was Cho on quarterback yeah, yeah. Uh, but you had you got the attention of a lot of folks yeah. last year I'll yeah. say that Keaton Mitchell will be needing to catch some balls for scouts yeah, as well sure. so Holden you got Keaton, uh, Noah Henderson, C.J. Johnson, of course, Isaiah uh, graduated. But, man, a ton of these guys uh, are now leaving the program looking for hopefully greener pastures. So uh, you're not alone in that regard. you got a lot of guys that are also chasing their dreams. Yeah, Ryan Jones is another one, Justin Redd. I mean, there's a ton of guys, um, Xavier Smith, Miles Berry. I mean, there's a lot of us, you know, kind of chasing this together and, you know, talking to them and just having them as a resource and them having me. So um, it's it's an exciting time for sure. This will be one of the more substantial pro days in ECU 
Definitely. history with the legit guys yep. that are going to make it to the next level. Yep. So uh, I think you'll see a lot. And, and ECU always has a good turnout of a number of NFL clubs that come here, but I wouldn't be surprised to see everybody in yeah. town for that. Yeah, we hope so. And you know, we got a lot of guys that have a chance, kind of like you said, so uh, you're know, hoping for a good turnout. Got a few uh, questions from uh, viewers and listeners, Holden. Uh, Adam, uh, excuse me, it was John who asked, can you ask Holden why he didn't tease us and line up at tight end in the bowl game? <laughs> Any talk of that, Holden? You did catch a pass in yeah, the bowl game. I did, I did catch one. You came uh, up a yard short, though. I, was, I really <laughs> wanted you to punch it through. What happened? Me too. There? Me too. I thought <laughs> I, I planned on scoring the whole time, and every single time we were in practice, I scored. And I was sitting there waiting for the ball if it felt like 10 minutes, and I thought I was about to get smacked. <laughs> so I turned around thinking I had to had to juke someone out, and I was just wide open. And by the time I got you know close to the end zone, someone hit me. So, that yeah. happened against... Was it Marshall? Marshall was the same yeah. exact play. Yeah, I'm yeah. scored on that. So yeah, there you See, go. And it was C.J. Johnson. C.J. Right? threw it this time. Yeah, he threw it last year. My son pointed out that his uh, throwing percentage will go down in history as one of the best. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. For, I believe one for one. One for yeah. one. Yeah. So. <laughs> Great to see the Conley connection hook up uh, in that bowl game. You threw two to Isaiah, holding your numbers. I was just looking at him again. 300 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, uh, and a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Just a monster <laughs> fantasy day for you. Uh, also hitting the gritty and oh yeah at first i was like i don't know but then i saw a replay and it looked pretty good i appreciate yeah it. i talked to isaiah he gave it his stamp of approval Let's so go. i think uh yeah your your teammates enjoyed it yeah so the whole time uh we the plan all year i told coach k i was like you know l- let me catch because i'll do it in practice all the time he was like you gotta do that in a game so i was like if i catch a touchdown pass if you run if you call a trick play i catch one I'll do it. And I didn't freaking score, so he caught a run play, and I was running off, and all the receivers were like, hit the gritty, hit the gritty. So I had to do well, it. Well, you so. didn't do it in the end zone. You did it kind no, of yeah, yeah. towards the sideline. Yeah, I did so that, that close was, to the sideline. Respectful. Yeah, for sure. And, again, that game, there was a lot of smiles. that We saw a brief post game where Coach Shank was honored with the game ball. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yep. But, man, it looked like even during the game, you guys were having a blast out there, and that, yeah. that was really cool to see. Yeah, it was. You know, it was a really fun time, and, uh, I mean, it was everything we've ever dreamed of, and, you know, enjoying the moment that we were in um was kind of you know the the message that we had you know the, the last month that we had together was just enjoy this moment whatever day you're in whatever session you're in or practice just enjoy it and uh, i think we did that in the game as well all right i was gonna ask this off the air might as well just ask it on the air what the heck who cares now um i was out there with a few of the media guys at the coin flip and uh, got a great view of that and then you came off and you were <laughs> dialed in and you were like hey they oh, I was eff- ready they effed up you know i clean but i w- i've talked to a lot of people they were trying to decipher what you meant by that. Did they mean like, oh, they effed up by giving us the ball first? They effed up bit by everything. the coin flip. Yeah, they, they like, were. Uh, like, I just wanted to get some clarification because there's a little bit of a debate of what exactly that meant. There was just a little chirping all week uh, since the moment we got there, and even on social media and stuff. And uh, we we just kind of felt it a little bit. And uh, yeah, like I said, I was locked in there, and I knew the Pirates were going to win. So well, that chirping soundbite uh, lasted throughout the game too. I oh, remember yeah. Mike Houston coming off the field at halftime and said that we're not going to get involved in that stuff he was all fired up so i guess that was something going on yeah during yeah the it was it was all week uh yeah i mean there was some there was some stuff that was said during the week and just the times that we were together there was always something said kind of and then uh once once we got warm-ups there was more said so uh we were ready to play and it seems like they weren't so. and we've played some teams this year that chirp a lot yeah and that, you yeah. know that's not unusual was this the kind of the most 
cocky team you faced all year? No, I don't think so. It wasn't anything like that. I mean, it was just anytime you put two teams together uh, during a full week before yeah. you play um, and you're around each other, I mean, there's going to be stuff said. And I mean, hey, that's fun. You know, I enjoyed it. And I mean, that's being competitive and, you know, making it fun. So, I mean, I'm not complaining in one bit. And, um, yeah, I mean, they obviously had a good season. And, you know, we know some of their coaches. And, I mean, we don't think they're a dirty team or anything. It was just, you know, good competitive uh, football. Where, where did you go to celebrate afterwards? Because, you know, uh, I thought there was going to be this big party. We got done yeah. with the post game. And I walked across the street to the West. And all the bars and restaurants were closed. Yeah. It looked like it was like four in the morning, like, yeah. you know, Christmas night or something. I'm like, where? Yeah. I forgot. I, I, don't, I don't know what you guys yeah. ended up So doing, we were, uh, so I was planning on staying with my family and friends. Um, my girlfriend and her family came up. Um, and then by the time the game was over and I got out, because, I mean, I had to do media and all that. I'm usually the last person, one yeah. of the last people out. By the time I got out, it was close to 12 o'clock. They're like, dude, everything's closed. Um, and I was going to ride back with them for nine hours the next day. And they were like, dude, just get on the plane and go home. So I hopped on the plane, came yeah. home. and good call. Yeah. yeah. So definitely glad I did that. Uh, Troy, our buddy Ben Smith, meteorologist down in Alabama, yeah. tuning in on Facebook. It was Facebook. the official forecast on the uh, pregame <laughs> Great show. Great pregame interview with him down in Birmingham. Um, uh, some other questions. Alan, we'll get to yours about next year's team uh, before we let Holton go. But Jansen says, Holton, if you could go pro in any other sport other than football, what would it be? Baseball, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a question. No hoops? <laughs> you played some hoops for Conley back I in the did, day. but no good hoops. <laughs> I was a rebounder. <laughs> and, and by the way, uh, I've seen you back-to-back games in your Jack Nicholson front row seats. Oh, yeah. And, and oh, yeah. Two frustrating losses, <laughs> but uh, great to see you uh, supporting the guys yeah. out there last yeah. night. Um, yeah, it was my last you know, few days in Greenville and just trying to enjoy you know everything I can and, and be with the people that I love and the place that I love. So just trying to do that. Good stuff. Holt Naylor's joining us. Uh, boy, this is a tough question, Troy, we ask. It seems like every situation, every time the guy's in this situation, what's your favorite NFL team? Who would you want to be drafted by? That's the question from Adam. Usually we get the same answer. I'll see what you say. Yeah, well, the obvious answer is anyone who <laughs> yes, fix yeah. me. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think the Panthers would be cool, uh, you know, close to family. And, I mean, I love Charlotte. I was there a couple days ago at a Hornets game, so – um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Panthers would be cool. And then minus that, I mean, I think Dallas would be cool. I mean, football America's team and, and living in Texas would be pretty sweet. So, But, yeah, any teams that pick me, I'll uh, I'll go. You're the one guy that would turn me into a Cowboys fan. If, uh, <laughs> if Holton is the starting quarterback that. for the Dallas Cowboys. I'd have, it's kind of like when Robert Jones was there. How could you not pull for a pirate, you know? So For sure. Uh, I can do it rather easily. <laughs> if you if you are a – I'll go on the record now. If you go – if you become a star on the Cowboys, I'll pull for the Cowboys. All right, sounds good. So and I, I will cuss it. you just like I did Dwayne Harris when he played for Dallas. <laughs> And use the torch, the Redskins. Unless you play the Bears, and then I'll take a one-game exemption. (laughs) Oh, Naylor's joining us uh, in a studio. Let's see. uh, Kenny says, did you get your speed from Morgan? Hey, your dad was a college athlete. Got your size from Morgan. Played basketball. basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, uh, with all your brothers, you're probably the smallest of all the brothers, right? I am. Yeah, Yeah. the smallest of my family. Saw one of your brothers, I believe, with his shirt off at the bowl game. A couple of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was my brother, uh, my best friend, and then another childhood best friend. They were... uh, they were having a good time. They were still plenty warm, though, Clip. Yeah, they were. They were, they fueled, were warm. Fueled by fireball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. Uh, and it didn't show up on TV. Uh, Troy, you mentioned it, though, when we talked to you. I go, and a lot of people had great pictures of it. But, man, a great uh, traveling yeah, crowd for It ECU. really was. You know, I was happy with that. And 
Um, I had a feeling all along. I mean, we had you know good numbers. We get numbers back from athletics, and you know, we felt like we were going to have a good crowd. And the more you talk to people, the more people that you figure out we're going. So. And it was misleading because our, the numbers that ECU sold yeah. weren't huge, but I think people can buy tickets from all you different buy, sources yeah. now, direct from the bowl yeah. or from anywhere. And by the time you got down there, I mean, it was thousands. Yeah. And th- it was a full side. I mean, I, I thought it was you know six to eight thousand no, yeah. pirate fans if not more yeah it was way. it was great you know i really appreciate them for coming um that's what that's what really made it special you know if we would have done that in an empty stadium it would still been special but you know experience that with the fans it was really cool the uh and then to lead the band yeah the oh yeah end, that was kind of cool yeah too. it was cool. you know, something was you see cool. uh every once in a while it was really like i mean at the end i will give the birmingham bowl folks credit not that everything always was perfect but the ending of how they had it yeah. with the firework i mean the stadium was super nice yeah, it by was the way very it nice. was an impressive yeah. stadium but with the fireworks and the music they had and the stage and the confetti that that confetti was one of the best confetti shows yeah. i've seen i mean it was strong yeah yeah i thought it was, they it was did like a really out of a job. movie yeah they did a really good job really all week i mean we were never um, I mean, some bowls you go to, from what I've heard, you you go and you can tell, you know, they just prepare for the game. They just kind of let you do whatever during the week. And even at Military Bowl last year, I mean, we had so much free time, which is good um, when you're in a new city like that. But, I mean, they were – Birmingham really set us up and, you know, showed us the nice parts of it and let us do cool things. So, um, yeah, they run it really good down there. Uh, you'll hear this in the Isaiah Winstead that we air later on today. He, he made the decision to leave Toledo, come here for one yep. year, and – I asked him, you know, any regrets on that decision. He said, absolutely not. Loved his time here. Holden, you're uh, a bit of a different story. You were here a long time, including before even coming to ECU as an Eastern North Carolina kid. So you made the decision to come to East Carolina, uh, be a a hero, get some fanfare, but also be under the microscope, take a ton of criticism. So looking at at all that, I mean, any regrets on your decision? Not Not, to leave. Yeah, not one bit. Um, I wouldn't change it for the world. um, even just living here, um, I mean, you only play, you know, 12, 13, 14 games out of the year, but you also got to live here. Um, and I love the people here. I mean, I love the city. Um, you know, I love going out there in Grimesland and, you know, seeing the fields and just driving out there. Or with Bigfoot. And all that. Or Bigfoot, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, Greenville and East North Carolina will always be home to me, no matter where I go. And, you know, my family will probably be here the rest of their lives. So, um, I'll definitely be back. So. Yeah, and I tell you, I think one of the biggest things uh, this program is going to miss about you, not just your play on the field, but a lot of folks may not realize how big of a recruiter you were yeah, for this program. For sure. And, you know, the coaches get a lot of the credit for it, but I, I'm going to be honest, man. I don't know if Isaiah Winstead would have been here yeah. if it wasn't for Holt Nailers. I mean, I remember talking to you. I'd never heard of the guy, and you're yeah. saying, hey, man, we've we got to get this guy. This is yep. He's a difference maker and a playmaker. And it wasn't just him. You, you recruited kids all along. Yeah. To come to this program and that's one of those things i mean as, as a true leader that a lot of people will never see yeah yeah i really you know the coaches gave me um some freedom in reaching out to guys and helping recruit them and you know not just making it about you know them but you know letting them like receiver isaiah winsett for instance when he committed um the first person he called was me and and we you know we talked and i accrued him all along i mean he came here on a visit i threw with him um made sure he knew that he was important to us and i, I knew he was a different maker i mean i remember telling you all that and um he certainly was this year and that rubs off to others I saw just today Rajay Harris tweeting at a guy saying, yeah. hey, you want to be teammates again? Yeah. So now everybody's doing recruiting. Speaking of that, Troy, uh, you you took the video 
that you posted with the happy birthday to Rajay yesterday? Was that you? Uh, yeah. Well, yes, I did. Where he was coming. Uh, that was actually the video was shot as the Pirates went in for the last time right before the, the game started. I just wanted to point out, uh, he's got a nice strut. He does. A good walk Uh, coming off of surgery. I I heard you mention that. I didn't think about it until you said it. I was like, you know what? You're right. I wouldn't even know he was hurt. Uh, if I didn't know. So it looks like his recovery is going really well. Very positive there. And and that kind of gets us to a, a question Alan had on Facebook holding about good grief, man. A, a lot is Mike Houston's here. The jerseys are going to still look the same, but a lot of, yeah. a lot of new people on the field. So Mason Garcia, obviously coming up behind you, but a lot of new receivers. We do have some running backs we're aware of, but how about this team uh, without Holt Naylor's without Keaton Mitchell, CJ, all those, Isaiah, all those guys, what do you think it looks like next year for ECU? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have some guys, that younger guys that have you know kind of waited their turn to step up, and you're going to obviously have some transfers they're going to bring in. So um, it's going to be it's going to be a new team, kind of like you said. You know, I don't know exactly what. I don't think the team even knows on right. exactly what's going to look like yet, especially with this transfer portal world. I mean, you might have guys come in right before August, right before camp. So um, you're going to have to have good leadership. You guys step up, which um, yeah, I think there is good leaders in that program still that are ready to step up and kind of take their role. Being a part of this program for so long, what, what do you now is kind of taking a step back? What do you what, what do you think if you could say, hey man, I could do if there was one thing East Carolina needs football you indoor? Know, yeah, it's an indoor. Is that it? Yeah, they, they need that, and um, I mean that's the one thing that's that's kind of different from NC State and Carolina and Duke and Wake Forest and all those guys. You know, go to theirs. I mean, our stadium might be bigger than all of theirs, really. Um, and I mean, they got a big old indoor right there. Um, that's a huge, really in recruiting. Um, and then, you know, for me, I mean, there's random times at 10 o'clock at night I want to go throw, and you know, obviously can't go throw out there at, at nighttime. You walk into right. the indoor, and it's always that's, sunny. And that's another great point that people don't realize that yeah. it would be access to guys like 24 7 to go yeah. practice on your own. Yep. So, yeah, yeah that, that's the next step. Environment sure. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Was Bama's uh, indoor facility pretty decent? I yeah. Guess. It, it was, it was okay. pretty sweet. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. They had about 150 yards. So, they decided one and a half fields out there. So, it was really cool. Yeah. There you go. Holden Naylor's joining us. Uh, you want to get a break in? How long is Holden hanging out? Uh, it's up to you. Good. I'm good. You do one we'll more take a break. Yeah, I'll do it. All right. Uh, let's get a break in. We'll come back more with Holden Naylor's. More of your questions. A lot to go. We'll talk to. One of his former teammates, Isaiah Winstead, later on in today's show as well. Big Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Back with you after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to go now let's head back in to prl here's clip already back with you here pirate radio live on a thursday coming up we'll talk some canes hockey with wade mentor as uh, the hurricanes red hot this season we'll talk about that also the big man on campus jeff nadu from barstool sports isaiah winstead former ec wide receiver 
and Corey glore so a lot of guests to get to but right now we're talking to holt nailers as he gets ready for the next chapter uh in his life which is who uh john moody said by the way the hula bowl we were talking about it yesterday will be on cbs sports network for those that want to watch when, it. when is that again it's the 14th at uh, i believe 12 o'clock okay so not this saturday but the following saturday yep. i remember uh, yes, warren saba was in that last yep. year for ecu and uh you'll be heading there this yeah year? yeah so I, I leave monday and uh, get up there start practices and and all that so. and that's not just the game that's also an opportunity in front of scouts kids, yeah. like things yeah. like that so really the the practices are almost more important than the games because mm-hmm. the scouts can you know see you in different situations like that you know, during the game it's more about you know keeping players safe and just kind of getting through that but um the week's really important i mean there's a ton of scouts that are going to be there and we have time to meet with them and all that so it's a huge week for me i think too and, and you know this but uh, it's as much too about building relationships yeah and absolutely people if if you're if, if it comes down to you and another player and all things being equal as far as talent then they go by well what's their character yep. like what how will yep. they represent this organization and i really think when folks get a chance to meet you and a lot of them already have uh that's going to help you tremendously too yeah you know and that's what it's all about is knowing people i mean if i can just get in front of teams like i told you off air if i can just get in front of people and, and show them what i'm about and the type of player that i am and person i am uh you know i'm confident in myself you know i'm not worried about uh the front end money you know, i think i'll make it on the back end with with how i'll play so yeah speaking of character and class the, this is the kind of stuff holden's uh dealt with uh since he's been here uh, this comment um from vivian which is certainly not the person's real name on youtube <laughs> says holden is more likely to go bald than get on an active nfl roster and mitchell's the real mvp of that bowl game what, what do you think about that holden well probably will go bald to he or she <laughs> hey let me tell you something that, but, it's uh, not that bad bud <laughs> i've had a great life since i've been bald <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i mean i, I love keyboard warriors so and, you know, yeah, they're the best their right life. yeah yeah <laughs> they see you in person they'll, they'll get an autograph yeah and then yeah. get on the computer it, now this is a classic and i'm not going to name anyone's names but I, I, why I, not because i can't remember what his name was <laughs> oh, okay um but i had put some uh either retweeted something from pirate radio uh-huh. or put something about you that was positive on on my twitter feed and uh someone came in and said had some snarky comment after and, you know on twitter you know on facebook you can delete people's comments yeah. on if it's yeah. on your page or whatever if you don't like it or uh but on twitter it's really once someone posts it posts you it's know gone, yeah. it's just there but uh i had someone point out to me they said hey go click on that guy's name that had the nasty comment about Holton and tell me what you noticed. And I did. His profile picture was a picture of you and him. <laughs> so, I mean, so a lot of times, how it is, yeah. you know, they, it's like they love you, they hate. But I do think those type of critics are the minority. Yeah, I mean, and right. that's going to happen. That happens in our business. It. That happens in every walk of life. And and I'm glad you didn't let it affect you or let it make a, a bad decision here. So no, yeah, um, that's that. And look, it's probably a thousand times worse in the NFL. Oh, I'm sure. You know, once yeah, you get to that level, so quarterback. I mean, look what I say about Carson Wentz over the weekend. <laughs> it's, it, gets rough man i'm telling you yeah but uh what about you know you, one thing about you which has been unique even before nil you always had a kind of a good business sense to you, you yeah you've been smart yeah. you started your own brand and clothing apparel line built when broken yeah it's been tremendously successful now what happens to those type of things now do you, uh, you continue on with that i assume yeah, i mean that so, might uh, even you might even have a bigger platform stage for that yeah so you know the whole time as you know i've wherever i go built and broken is going to go with me just because it you know that's not just a you know, just some random brand I built. I mean, it's something that I care about. Um, I mean, I have people that are that are working on it outside of me, so I can focus on football. But yeah, I mean, it's always going to be important to me. Um, I'm always going to, you know, help out in the most I can. But at the same time, you know, my job now is to play football. 
um, and, to, and to carry the brand as, as far as I can. I mean, I, the message is more important than the money side of yeah. it for me. So uh, as far as I can bring that message, I am. And, you know, if the people working, you know, on Built One Broken with me can, can make some money on it, then I'm all for it. And, Troy, it's always cool to go to a basketball game, see a lot of people wearing Pirate Radio yeah. gear. Yeah, Last oh, yeah. night I saw uh, kids walking around the uh, – the front and they were wearing bwb shirts yeah, that probably yeah. puts a smile on your face yeah hold. yeah i saw a couple of times every time i go to one really i see you know little kids wearing them, which is i mean it's, it's super cool i mean anytime you you start something like that that's what you dream of and like i said i mean i didn't want it to be a world-renowned thing to make me millions of dollars you know i just wanted to get the message out there and that's what's more important so um, it's been a cool thing to see nathan uh, asking on facebook this is a good question any mean tweet or comment that you saw because you i mean you don't look for it but you probably see it anyone that you saw that stood out and like fired you up or actually motivated you to do something i mean the tight end thing is i've always laughed at yeah. um but no i mean i don't i don't really look at that stuff like that i mean i've gotten all sorts of messages over the years it's not really i don't really look on you know, scroll through social media during the season like that it's more just people you know messages directly to me um that i that i see more but uh, yeah but i mean i don't well and, and for folks that you know there are a lot of folks that are in the tight end world that they only yeah. think you can play tight end obviously well, sure. i think you've proven them wrong in college <laughs> that you can be a quarterback now you've got to prove them wrong in the pros because i, I talked to someone last week okay well holton will probably make it in the nfl but some team's going to move him to tight end yeah. i'm like well are you the there gm are you the director yeah. of player personnel how do you know this yeah, like so. how do you know he's not going to be a great quarterback or a quarterback in the nfl yeah. like, and then when i move tight end they'll probably have something else to say about me they're just professional haters so they can keep being them and i'm keep being me uh michael winstead the father of isaiah who has been a big listener viewer oh, yeah. to our show and chimed in uh pretty cool message he says holden i want to thank you i saw my son start to enjoy football again being at ecu that's a yeah it's a pretty cool well, compliment to give well, he made me enjoy it a lot better too you know, having a guy like that out there so um i love zay to death i talked to him yesterday and you know he's got a huge professional career ahead of him he's an, he's a new father too so um, he's got a big life ahead of him, and I'm always going to be there for him. Clip, little spoiler alert. I know you talked to him earlier. We already got this in the can. I missed it. Uh, what was this connection with Mike Ty- Iron Mike Tyson? Uh, it was just a kind of a run-in. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So he just happened to be at a workout facility or gym. And he and, said it was neat, though, because Mike Tyson was asking them, like, you know, how old are you? What are you doing here? What are you training for? So yeah, he said cool. they chatted. Where was it? Cool. Just curious. Uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh, wow. That's where Isaiah's trained. That's currently. pretty cool. Yep. So, uh Hanging out with Iron Mike. That's a cool run-in. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He said, uh, I used to play uh, with Mike Tyson on a video game as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I asked him, you know, you're young. Do you, have you ever actually seen Mike Tyson box? He was like, yeah, I know him. I know him from a video game. Yeah. No, which brings <laughs> up an interesting point. You know, Holton, you've grown up, you know, in sports your whole life. And you're a lot like me, you know, grew up before you even played. You were watching yeah. on TV. Yeah. A lot of these guys, I mean, look, Tom Brady was a big-time star when you were a little kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He comes back next year. You're in the league. I mean, there's a good chance yeah. you you meet him, or hell, you might get on the same team. You never know. Yeah. Like, is there anyone that you would be starstruck by in the NFL? Like that you say, "Wow, I can't believe I'm like with this a teammate with this guy, or I've met this guy." Yeah, I mean, probably Tom Brady. I mean, he's definitely, I mean, the best quarterback of all time. But I mean, there's you know Patrick Mahomes is another one. Just guys you you grow up watching that are. Um, obviously, I mean, the best in the world at what they do. And uh, I mean, the Mannings this year was super cool and getting a relationship with them. So that's what um, I, th- I was thinking about them, Peyton Manning. That yeah. Not only did you meet them, like, 
you connect with them you have yeah. a relationship with yeah. them now it's got to be weird after all these years you know yeah they're just on your tv and now yeah. they're part of your network yeah so uh yeah that's, that's part of it is networking and i mean that was one of the big reasons why i came to ecu was you know i felt like i could really network here and set my family up good for life here and just just build a good name around us we already had a good name but you know coming here and uh, i mean making this name really known around the state what active nfl receiver or tight end would you most like to hook up with on a touchdown anybody oh. come to mind um tight end probably travis kelsey um he, he's definitely a you know a top one of those guys and your receiver probably mike evans he's a big guy big deep threat um yeah i think he'd be a cool guy to throw to steve uh ask anyone associated with the nfl giving you an idea about where you stand as far as round projections anything like that yeah um so i mean it's it's you know late draft a high high priority free agent so um i was telling you i don't even know if it was off air or on air but it was off air yeah, yeah. um i mean high priority free agents you know probably probably better than getting drafted in the sixth or seventh round just you can pick your situation um, a little bit more and um, those guys are actually getting paid more now because when you get drafted you get the money wise you get a little bit less than the person before you and a little bit more than the person after you it's and, slotted yeah there's no negotiating yeah you so you get a bidding wars a free agent yeah as your free agent yeah. um and most of that time uh you know talking to bill and stuff like that and kind of learning this process too is you know even when the draft's going on you'll know okay if i don't get drafted this is who i'm assigned with within 10 minutes of um the draft ending because i mean for them you know they're trying to find a quarterback too so um I, I should have a you know by the last day of the draft i'll probably have an idea of where i'm going if i don't get drafted Colton, how many quarterbacks do these teams usually carry because you know you've got to have uh, you know it looks like they always have at least three on the yeah. sidelines yeah. during a game but then you've got quarterbacks that run the scout team that yeah. run the practice squad you know is there usually five per club so it's usually about three active, sometimes two active, depending on the team. Um, and then you have one one practice squad guy. So about four four per team, um, sometimes three per team. But uh, so yeah, if I just I just got to crack that line up and you know move my way up. And but I know the goal and the expectation at this point is the NFL. Are you open to maybe playing in one of the other leagues? There's the USFL, XFL. Any, yeah. any thoughts or talks? Yeah, about? I would. Um, yeah, I don't think it'd be a long term thing. It'd be a thing yeah. for me to to get more film and show that I can play in the NFL. But you know, I definitely. Get give it a season or two if i had to but as i was saying even if you get on uh, these guys with the practice squad you've seen quarterbacks go from there to become yeah, starters yeah, yeah yeah i mean i've thrown with nfl quarterbacks I man i know i can hang with them i know you know i deserve to be in that league and um you know i think you know my mental makeup and you know my traits you know as a person and a leader can can help me you know get onto a roster and, and build my way up Oh, Naylor's joining us. Uh, I need to get another break in. Yeah, let's do it. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back. A lot more to go. Adam's got a question about old man Aylers, uh, any desire to coach. So we'll talk right, about that right. and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT experts since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. 
Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Brock. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here, Troy D. And Holt Naylor's joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios, East Carolina. Coming off an eight-win season and first bowl win since 2013. And, and holding uh, the, I guess, uh fourth bowl win since 2000 so again it doesn't happen a whole lot around here so your name uh and your team's name will go in the record books yeah i think it was like the 10th win and 10th bowl win in history ever yeah yeah so uh, yeah it was a big deal um obviously for for me and the team and hopefully for the fans too and and to be able to do it you know pirating it a lot of thousands of folks i saw what was it like three over three million people viewed this i saw uh, i go link to some uh tv numbers but uh to be able to do it in front of friends and family in person some uh, just about everybody close to you was there yeah in person even the crazy guys with the shirts off yeah were were your people yeah they were it was my brother and then uh josh d's a a huge listener and then one of my best friends in the whole world my roommate Uh, i grew up with him and uh yeah, so they uh, they got pretty famous themselves with their shirts off. <laughs> what will you miss the most? This is a three-part question. What will you miss the most about Greenville? What will you miss the most about ECU? And what will you miss the most about Pirate Radio? I thought People. you were going to say just me. <laughs> what will you miss the most about Troy? Um, including our team clip thank you yeah i think all that um just the people you know i mean whether it's ecu and you guys and in greenville i mean i think it all connects and that's why i love this place is the people um they're so um you know loving and even the people who who have stuff to say about ecu i mean they're at least ecu fans and they still care yeah yeah um and i mean you don't even you know sometimes you you don't even think about it but um you know my buddy one of my best friends uh, he transferred last year from nevada he's from california uh jack powers uh one of our d linemen for us now outside linebackers and he'd never been to the east coast and he he came here for a two-day visit and committed the next day and three days later he moved here and he's like dude uh, you know, Southern hospitality is like a real thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you know, we don't think about that because right. you know, we've been here forever. But um, people notice that, and you know, I certainly do. And just the people here have been uh, my whole life, you know, to me and my family have always been great. We've had a number of folks ask this online. We're going to bring it up, too. When, when your football days are over, and hopefully that's a, a long yeah. ways away, but you've got such a good football mind, such a good demeanor. Uh, is coaching something that you think you could see yourself getting into? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'd, I'm definitely going to stay around football of some sort, you know, and, you know, I've always said the goal is to, to get rich, to, to buy a bunch of land, build a house, and then go coach high school football. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see myself coaching college football and, um, I certainly love it. And, you know, I love you can impact kids and, and still be around the game that you're around. So um, there's definitely, you know, some sort of coaching, you know, down the road. I could me. also see you doing some media stuff. As yeah. much experience as you've yeah. had now over the, you know, longer than five years, you've yeah. media experience in high school. Um, I could see you on the other side of it, too. Yeah. On the yeah, broadcasting I mean, I, side. Yeah, I've gotten, you know, good friends with Stanford, Steve, which you guys know out in ESPN and um, I mean, we've we've talked about you know how he got into it and how he could help me get into it if that's a, a road I wanted to go down. So, um, yeah, I've definitely built connections and you know used this you know my platform to build as many connections as I can to, to get into that if I wanted to. It's awesome stuff. I was thinking your dad has a background yeah. in talking yeah. about sports yeah, and for sure uh, you have the uh, the knowledge and that is cool that you've built those relationships. I was I was thinking about it too with your uh, the Manning Passing Academy. 
uh stanford steve scott van yeah. pelt like you've been able to meet some really cool people along yeah, the way here for sure i have i mean that's that was a, a huge part of it like i mentioned earlier was you know i knew that i was going to have a platform if i came to ecu to to kind of set myself up and you know football never worked out you know i knew i was going to be successful here and um i you know kind of set my family up and you know think you know if you raise if i raise my kids here you know how will how will our name be around here um so that was a big part of all of it well obviously everyone's uh on pirate nation pulling for you and and all the guys that hope to go pro and the more that can it's a selling point for mike houston in this program that hey you can for come sure. to East carolina and take your game to the next level you know a lot of programs you may go there and you may be so far down on the depth chart you may never play or you come here and you might get a lot of attention and playing time right away and it may elevate you yeah i mean i think you know you get all the exposure in the world here i mean all that you need to go to play at the next level and uh you know hopefully you know this class that's you know entering the draft is, can can prove that um, there's definitely been guys in the past who've proved it and uh hopefully we can continue great question from adam here what uh one uh, what's one attribute you would like to enhance as a quarterback speed arm strength accuracy footwork reading defense something else uh, i don't know if adam's saying you need to improve in all those holden uh but he no i'm joking he's uh well do you want to improve what do you want to show scouts yeah. here these well, next shoot if months? i can improve all of them that'd be pretty dang good um you know i think i read defenses pretty well um i'm learning the the playbook now of the hula bowl is a pro style offense so uh you know i'm getting that down i sat down for two hours it was a 40 page book and i mean i had it just like that just because i mean you play for so long you understand stuff like that um i think if i could change anything you know i'd, I'd improve my arm strength which i mean i work on daily with with shoulder care stuff like that so um you know some stuff you're born with that you can't you can't help and there's some stuff that you can you know slightly improve so i'm still working on everything where, where do you want to be weight wise because you are a mobile quarterback yeah uh, is it um, better to be a little bit bigger do you want to be thinner like or are you happy where you're at yeah so there's a lot of things that go into that i mean is you know is your o-line um are you going to get hit a lot you know is your line you know young and stuff like that or is your line experience and you're not going to get hit a lot and if that's the case you can be a little bit lighter um if, if you're going to get hit a lot you need to be a little bit heavier just so you can take those hits and you know have more cushioning as, as weird as that sounds but um yeah i mean i think anywhere from, from 230 to 238 is kind of um you know my my healthy range of of you know i can still still go out there and, and play and play well and how tall are you again like six three and a half so yeah do, do you think the offense you were in at east carolina helps you uh going to the pros is there something maybe you guys didn't do you need to pick up for yeah know? um i mean it's not a pro style offense which i mean ha- more than half of the college offense right. is now on pro style um so there's gonna be not much that translates but i mean there's only a certain amount of routes you can run i mean the, the passing tree um is is about the same I mean, you just got to learn different verbiage and stuff like that um but you know going under center is going to be new for me um i've worked on it before but there's gonna be things i have to learn and learn on the fly but you know i'm excited about it. i'm excited for the opportunity i've been in the same offense for five years now i'm excited for something new and really the nfl is is getting more towards the college yeah, game it, is. it seems yeah, it is. Uh, every year uh holden am i right in saying the last pick you threw was against tulane yeah it was. wow that october 8th yeah you went uh the entire second half of the season basically without throwing an interception east carolina top 10 in the country in uh turnover margin yeah. and uh that, i mean that that's an amazing stat for you yeah. and the team really yeah it was and i uh, you know so my my quarterback coach at qb country david morris um out in mobile during the summer and you know we set goals of during the season it was my first time ever really doing it of, of setting goals and seeing them every day and then signing my name on it um that was the first thing i would see when i opened my playbook 
um, and and I accomplished every one. It was three to one touchdown ratio, win at least eight games, and then I think sixty eight or better on completion percentage. So we accomplished all of them. And you see what Tulane finished up with this yeah. season. That was I <laughs> yeah. call that a quality loss then. Yeah, a quality sure. turnover. <laughs> um, an impressive win over USC. Yeah, those absolutely. Holden, uh, tell us about Mason Garcia. That's kind of where the conversation goes now. We all uh, want to see what we got, and you've spent a lot of time with him. Uh, I asked Isaiah earlier if he had got number one reps, and he said, yeah, he, he uh, yeah. practiced number one reps this year. So uh, tell the, the Pirate Nation what to expect in Mason. What do you what do you want to see from Mason? Yeah, first, he's a good kid. Um, he, he did it the right way, and you know sometimes it's hard for the situation that he came into with a starter um, from Greenville and stuff like that and stayed an extra year. But, you know, he never pouted. You know, he always supported me, and he was always a good friend to me. I you know, talked to him this morning, and, um, and he's a guy that's you know going to be a friend for life for me, and he's he's ready to take on that next role as a starting quarterback here, and he certainly deserves it and, and waited his time. So um, he's as talented as anyone we've ever had here, um, for sure. And with arm talent and stuff like that, you know, his his things are going to have to go there and get experience. He's going to have to kind of learn in the fire, and any new starter is going to have to kind of learn like that way. I mean, you can practice all you want to, but when you know experience isn't experience until you get it. So uh, he's got to go out there and, and and get that. All right, uh, now Vivian has a real question for you, but I'm not going to ask it, Vivian, because you were a jerk earlier. So that's how it works in life. Yeah. Sorry, you don't get your a- question Actions asked. have consequences. That's right, oh. Vivian. And you're not going to get your question asked. Yeah. Uh, Flip Rock with a teachable moment for you. Uh, Brody says you're listed at 6'3 and a half, bro. Where'd the extra half inch come from, bud? Is that, what I is this last one? See, that's Brody Olds. Oh, <laughs> is that that's a good is buddy. That's a good buddy. And we we play Xbox together. He's he's a good friend of mine. I'm sure he's uh. So what, what did he say? Uh, where'd that extra half? In, let's see, six three. Where'd that extra half inch? Oh, I made it up, Brody. Yeah. I made it up. He's got cleats on. Everybody lies on those things anyway. Everybody's yeah. like oh, an inch taller. The cleats yeah. do give you another inch. No, they do. Yeah, they do. But uh, I've been. I'm not lying, Brody. I promise. <laughs> Are you prepared for that, Holden, when they, the old meat market stuff where they poke you and look at every yeah. inch of you and all and you're going to be great in the interview portion yeah. but uh you're you're going to be really under the microscope yeah so uh so during the summer they actually come before your senior year um scouts come and do that so i've already kind of been through that and used to it so uh, i'm excited about it you know anything that can help me get on a roster then I'm, I'm down and i think zay told us that uh there are scouts that come out to practice every yeah. now and then yeah right? there were yeah there was the season and we got to meet them and stuff like that so um there's already been communication there and you know here it's just more about building hype and getting more you know momentum around your name alan asked a question i did, it's funny you posted this i just thought about this and then uh we moved on to mm-hmm. a different topic so i didn't get a chance to ask it we we're talking about michigan is there a small part of you that would have loved to open up at the big house and play michigan oh play absolutely um i mean that's definitely a, a fun place to play i mean the, i love playing in front of huge crowds like that um now my first start i don't know about that one so uh, <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean it would, it would be a cool game to watch i'm excited if to you watch had red shirted yeah, your first year here, have you would have year. had another year of it. You would have been able to I would come not back, be coming back next year, Holden, and open up at Michigan for the Pirates. Okay, well that's fine, but Holden's first game ever was a win over North Carolina. I think you'll yeah. take that, right? Yeah, yeah. that's first, one you can uh, tell yeah, folks it was. about. My first start was, I think UCF was top ten in the nation on a twenty-eight game win streak at night game at home. So. No, not much easier. There you go. I, I've had a few people ask me, and I think I know the answer, so I've answered for you. But I'll, while you're here, I'll ask you. They said, oh, we see Holton with his pinky out a lot <laughs> in pictures. They wanted the clarification on what it's, that was. Uh, and I, I always said, well, it's, well, go ahead. I'll let you It's, it's a personal thing uh, within the team, and I started it. But 
Um, it means remember the good. So anytime you do it, it just means remember the good. And then when you lock it with a teammate, it means you got we got each other for life. And then other guys, for other guys, it meant other things, but that's what it meant for me. Cool. Yeah. So when I was in that moment, it was just, you know. Will you keep that move? I'll keep like it, yeah. Like even going yeah, to the NFL? Something that means be something kind of your me. thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's my thing. Everyone's got their symbol or, for sure know, tradition. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Look for Holton's pinky. <laughs> Holton, uh, man, been awesome talking to you. You've been uh, just a, a great sport yeah, about it all. I appreciate all. you You can guys, take the sure. good and the yeah, bad, and yeah. a lot of guys can't do that. So yeah. we certainly appreciate it. For Makes sure. our job easy. Yeah, look, you. I've said this off the air. I've said on the air. I mean, we've, you know, been in many ways partnered with you back to your dh comedy yeah, days yeah, you yeah. Know, your dad's a big part of what we do here too and uh we've been big fans of your family for a long time uh we wish you nothing but the best you've been a class act uh all the way through uh from the first time we interviewed you over yeah. at conley to now and hopefully continue on yeah, through the NFL. Sure, hopefully this is sure. the last time we see you, but we yeah. know you're going to be busy. We'll stay in touch and thank goodness through phones and stuff, yeah. we can still do things yeah. even from a distance. But man, I just want to compliment you. You've represented this university uh, second to none. You've represented your family and this fan base, and it has just been a uh, fantastic ride. You, you have risen above any of the criticism when it could have been easy to fire back and uh get down you just used it as motivation and always stayed positive and i just want to compliment you on not your incredible stats but just the way you've conducted yourself as a person in the spotlight a bright spotlight and i don't think it's ever been brighter on any player from day one from you you know from a hometown kid living his dream and i just want to say at least as far as east carolina is concerned mission accomplished job well done and i'm proud of you yeah i appreciate you guys and you guys always made it fun and i am being the quarterback here has always been a blessing so uh wouldn't have have done anywhere else so i'm thankful for sure and we'll wrap it up as we uh go to break shirley johnny says have you seen the gromsland bigfoot lately i haven't you know i was out there looking for him but yeah i haven't seen him lately so uh, i think it's hibernating nowadays all right it's not it's it's too warm for the bigfoot maybe so yeah yeah. unseasonably warm (laughs) so probably not out holton thanks man good luck to you we'll keep in touch for sure sure. uh troy d we'll see you monday yes monday at three monday at three yeah we'll talk to you then A lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live. We'll switch gears, talk a little Canes hockey when we return with Wade Minner, PA announcer for the Carolina Hurricanes. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by beauty bar metaspa do you want to get rid of wrinkles tighten and lift your skin smooth your skin texture erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair are you interested in botox or filler visit beautybarmetaspa.com to set up a free consultation now back to the show welcome back ube has been an ecu tradition for over 50 years and you can shop online anytime at piratewear.com UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for Pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, we'll get back to football uh, a little later on. Talk to former ECU wide receiver Isaiah Winstead. He is preparing uh, for his pro career following a bowl victory. Had a couple of touchdowns in that game. We'll talk to him Coming up later on in today's show, also the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, 
uh, from Barstool Sports to talk some college hoops with us. And also Corey Glore, who called a Cotton Bowl victory for Tulane just a few days ago. So all that still on the way here on Pirate Radio Live. Right now, we'll talk some Canes hockey for the first time in 2023 with Wade Minter, PA announcer, uh, for all your home Carolina Hurricanes games. They'll be in action coming up tonight against the Predators. And Wade joins us now on the Pit Electric Live line. Wade, how you doing, man? It's a great night for hockey and Raleigh in the club. Yes, sir, it is. And, uh, man, Canes have been playing fantastic, Wade. And uh, let's just talk about uh, a few of the keys to this recent success Carolina has had that has them leading the way right now in the Metropolitan Division. What's been going right for uh, Carolina these last few weeks, Wade? Oh, man, just about everything. You know, you get on a point streak that long, a win streak that long. You know, they've gotten points in every game before since right before Thanksgiving, and you don't do that without a bunch of guys stepping up. You've seen the emergence of Andrei Sveshnikov as a true power player. He's always had that potential, but he's turned it on 19 goals on the season. Marty Natchez with a big bounce back so far after, you know, a, a couple years where I don't think he quite lived up to what his standards for himself are, but he's getting 17 goals on the year. You get your goalies hurt, but that's okay. You pull off a rushing kid from the AHL, and he just goes on to win NHL Rookie of the Month in Pyotr Kachekov. He gets a little tweak to bring in your backup, Antiranta. What does he do? He has two shutouts back-to-back, uh, third star of the week last week. You got the Jordan Stahl line. Uh, all three of those guys, uh, Stahl, Jesper Foss, Jordan Martinook are killing it. You had the emergence of Steph Nason, who's uh, hurt right now. He's probably not playing tonight, but he's got nine goals on the season. Really, everybody's pulling it together, and that's uh, that's how you win games. Canes have the second most points uh, in the East, second most points in the NHL uh, behind the Boston Bruins. And as they sit where they do right now, way 38 games in. So you've had enough of a sample size. Of course, they just went on an incredible run. But is this where Carolina should be? Are they, you know, playing a little ahead of their skis? Or is this where this team with this talent and, and Rod Brendamore should be at this point in the season, in your opinion? You know, I think they're right where they need to be. This this is a team that everyone's kind of got picked as, you know, one of the likely ones to come out of the East, contend for the Stanley Cup. Uh, you know, every team's got a window of success, and the Canes are kind of solidly in theirs. And the front office made some good moves over the course of the offseason to bring in some folks, solidify the bottom half of the defense. And, you know, you're, you got a team that's playing up to its potential. I think everyone who's watching the team knew that they had this in them. Every team goes through rough patches, but, you know, I don't think anyone who's looked at this roster looked at what the front office has built or what Rod Brendamore has coached over the past few years can say they're really surprised that the Canes are in this spot. To be this good, uh, you got to be talented. You got to have a little luck, and, and you also got to be healthy. How about the, the health of this team right now, Wade, uh, as they sit here in early January? You know, there's there's some areas of concern. You've got Freddie Anderson, who's been on the shelf uh, for you know a number of weeks now, intended to be your number one goaltender. He got hurt at the end of last season. You kind of hoped he was coming through that over the summer, but he's still pretty banged up. He's practicing with the team, but you know when you lose your number one goaltender, that's that's always a tough blow. Uh, the team brought in Andre Kasha to be a complimentary piece in the bottom six. He played one game, got a concussion. He's been on the shelf ever since then. Uh, the surprising Steph Nason, who has been playing really well, especially on the power play. He got a little banged up last game. He's been out for one, probably not going to play tonight. 
So every team deals with injuries, but the good news is that one of the big free agent signings from the offseason, Max Pacioretty, a proven goal scorer they picked up from Vegas for literally nothing, uh, tore his uh, Achilles tendon during a preseason workout, never got on the ice. He's been skating with the team for the past few weeks and just yesterday got activated off injured reserve. So there's a chance with Steph Nason being hurt and Max Pacioretty off of IR that we might see uh, Patches make his debut tonight. Talking to Wade Minner, PA announcer, Carolina Hurricanes will be on the mic tonight when Carolina takes on Nashville and uh, Carolina huge favorites uh, at home over the Predators tonight. Uh, Wade, this team comes in with 38 points compared to Carolina's 56. So what, uh, I don't know, what could cause a Predators upset tonight in Raleigh? What, uh, what are you looking out for for Nashville? Well, you know, you got Nino Niederreiter making his return to Carolina oh, yeah. after a few productive seasons. He's back in the building for the first time. And, you know, anytime a player comes back in the building, you know, they were going to want to show off, show the team what, they, uh, what they're missing. Um, he's having a good year for a pretty bad Predators team. And, you know, it's going to be nice to see Nino back. But you could see him have a good game. Philip Forsberg for the Predators, always dangerous. Um, and then, you know, UC Saros could steal you a game if he's playing tonight. Um, you can always get goalie. Every team's got a goalie who can win you a game, and the Nashville's no exception. Wade Minner joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Wade, uh, boy, the Hurricanes really have been the talk of hockey with the streak they've gone on lately. But as you look around the NHL, what uh, what other headlines, stars, teams are, are standing out? What should we keep an eye on here as we uh, head into uh, the second half of the season here soon? Well, you certainly mentioned uh, the Boston Bruins. They're an absolute wagon. Every year, I think, you know, to myself, this is the year that Boston finally, the age catches up with them. They start to fall off. Every year, I'm proven wrong, and they're just tearing it up this year. Really no weaknesses in that lineup. Uh, Jake DeBrusque, I believe, uh, is out with a broken leg. He broke that during the Winter Classic. But, you know, they've got the talent to absorb that. The Metro division continues to be strong top to bottom, with the exception of potentially the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Washington is heating up. They were kind of cold to start the year, but Alex Ovechkin's been playing well, and the Caps are playing well. That sets up a really interesting storyline for the outdoor game coming up here in Raleigh next month. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much expecting the Metro to send five teams to the playoffs, the most that they possibly can. And that sixth team from the Metro that misses the playoffs will probably be a team that could make the playoffs in other divisions. So games playing in the toughest division in hockey and the toughest conference in hockey, and they're doing well. So that you know bodes well for hopefully a good playoff run. Wait, I'm glad you brought that up. The stadium series coming to uh raleigh and uh, it'll be out there at carter finley stadium so that's coming up in february uh what what's the date on that wade i believe it's february 18th it's whatever that saturday is and it's i think an 8 p.m start it's gonna be broadcast nationally i think on abc if i remember correctly they've moved the networks around a couple of times um but yeah it's a big deal for raleigh uh friday is going to be an all-day fan fest downtown showing off the city showing off the caniacs and then you're you're under the lights for one of the biggest games in franchise history, a real spotlight game for a team that's deserved the spotlight for a few years now and is finally getting that. That's really cool. Uh, uh, Wade, will you be uh, taking your indoor talents outdoors for that game? Uh, that's a NHL production. It's oh. Canes production. So um, I will 
I will. The NHL will be bringing in a PA from outside, but I'm, you know, fingers crossed, cautiously optimistic that they'll find something fun for me to do. Yeah, good deal. Hope so. You deserve it. Uh, being there for all those years and being part of uh, the Kane family and what you bring to the uh, entertainment and uh, informational value uh, for each game, I really enjoy going and uh, and hearing you. And again, for folks in the East, uh, a lot of folks I know have gone and, and do go to games, but for folks that haven't. It, it's a lot of fun. The uh, the music, the things you do uh, during the stoppages. It's uh, it's a night of entertainment. It's a lot of fun to go to, and and you're uh, you're a part of that. I appreciate that. Yeah, the the game production team does a great job of making it a real fun event to go to. So folks out, you know, in Eastern North Carolina hadn't made the trip down to Raleigh, uh, find a game, come out. It'd be a be a great time. We've got some that are. Starting a little earlier, so if you can, you know, don't want to be out that late, make a trip for like a four o'clock, five o'clock game. Come check out, see what everybody's talking about. Seven o'clock tonight, it'll be the Canes taking on Nashville. Carolina has been awesome at home. They've been awesome uh, overall here these last couple of months. Wade, always appreciate your time. We'll uh, we'll catch up with you later on in the season and talk more Canes hockey with you. Absolutely, Club. Thanks for having me on. I uh, hope the Pirate Nation's having a good time, and let's go, Canes. There you go. There is Wade Mentor joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. And yeah, the Canes will have that outdoor game at Carter Finley Stadium coming up in February. That'll be cool. Uh, the uh, the nation's eyes will be on, really, I guess the world's eyes too. Uh, a lot of eyeballs will be on that event coming up uh, at Carter Finley Stadium next month. All right, let's take a break. When we return, we'll have more for you. On Pirate Radio Live, let's uh, we'll recap what went down in Minji's last night. Hear a little bit from Mike Schwartz. Also later on this hour, we'll hear from the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. Got a lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. They serve uh, lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Plus, they have brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. And you can follow Fifth Street Hardware and Restaurant uh, Hardware Restaurant on Instagram for the latest events and specials. And uh, Fifth Street is right beside the State Theater in Uptown Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Cliff Rock. All right, the East Carolina Football Pirates will open up the 2023 football season on the road in the Big House at Michigan. Jim Harbaugh is Michigan's head coach, and he just released a statement. And that statement says, I am aware of the rumors and speculation over the past few days. College and NFL teams have great interest in all of our personnel from players to coaches to staff, and I truly believe that is a testament to the strength of our University of Michigan football program. As I stated in December, 
while no one knows what the future holds i expect that i will be enthusiastically coaching michigan in 2023 i've spoken with president uh, and athletic director appreciate their support of me and our program our mission as wolverines continues we are preparing for the 2023 season with great passion and enthusiasm as our legendary coach bo Beckler said those who stay champions i'm sorry those who stay will be champions those who stay will be champions all right that was the quote um really you can boil this down to one sentence in that statement i'm gonna be coaching michigan until i'm not while no one knows what the future holds i expect that i will be enthusiastically coaching michigan in 2023 basically saying we don't know what's going to happen yeah (laughs) i'll be coaching michigan until someone comes in with a better offer and then i won't be coaching michigan yeah so that was a whole lot of words to say nothing burger eh, we don't know what's going to be happening in the future uh saw michael silver nfl reporter quote tweeted that and said broncos colts would be the most likely nfl landing places panthers less likely so really uh that's from well, michael silver and there is a push to keep steve wilkes uh yeah. as head coach there uh judging by his recent success with the team but so, if but, you've got steve wilkes and jim harbaugh at your doorstep david uh, tepper probably lets jim harbaugh in yeah i was gonna say it's tough to say no to jim uh and and why not he's had the track record of of a lot of success in the nfl and getting a team to a super bowl so there's uh some jim harbaugh news well you know along with what east carolina does this offseason we'll certainly be keeping an eye on michigan and the rest of the opponents on the 2023 ecu football schedule uh mike p you knew mike p was going to get in with something he said he's going to the NFL. He's just playing Jim Hardball to try to get more money. Uh, Shirley's on the phone. Sorry, Mike P. No rim shot for you. Uh, Jim Hardball to get more money. Well done, Mike P. All right. Last night in Menjis. Oh, man. I, I was There was a lot of booze going on. There were booze for Brandon Suggs. In his return to Greenville, how about he goes into a game, immediately gets a foul for pushing off on uh, Winston Tabs. A lot of chirping. I think I saw a few smiles, maybe some friendly chirping, maybe some not-so-friendly chirping. I believe uh, Brandon Johnson may have uh, delivered the ball to Brandon Suggs after scoring, and Suggs was about to take it out of bounds, and Brandon Johnson said, here's the ball, and uh emphatic motion so definitely some back and forth between brandon suggs and his former pirate teammates last night in Minji's coliseum uh the boo birds were on brandon the boo birds were on the officials and i made it my new year's resolution to not curse at officials inside of Minji's coliseum and i'm proud to say i'm one for one on that i did not say any cuss words uh out loud in Minji's coliseum last night I booed a few times. I said the word weak a few times. I said, what are you doing? I said things like that. But I did not lose my cool in Section 213. I was very pleased with all the booing at the refs around me, though. I, I just sat back and smiled and said, welcome to my world. Good to hear from you. Welcome, Pirate Nation. Boo these refs. I did see on social media a picture of you kind of, you weren't sitting. You were actually standing, yeah. but you were standing smugly. 
late in the game uh, my parents had just cleared out and i had a whole row to myself so yes, i was standing yes, they up didn't and, look like there was well i did see chandler sitting in front of you but yeah just uh, again free throws miss uh, miss miss shots at the rim just they're contested layups they're tough but d1 aac gotta make them gotta finish um and east carolina did not do that last wednesday in the narrow loss to temple they didn't do it last night in the narrow loss to a, a pretty good ucf team um great execution at the end of the game by the pirates they decided and we'll hear mike schwartz in a moment they decided brandon johnson uh six seconds left i want to say went to the line down four hit the first you could have hit another free throw fouled immediately and maybe got the ball back down two three or potentially even four ball game over at that point they decided to miss the free throw try to get a rebound get a shot off well they did and uh i watched it live and i saw that tabs had a couple guys on him in the corner and just kind of threw something up uh people who watched it on tv said and i hadn't gone back and looked at it i don't like to go back and look at losses uh they said that they could have been a foul on that play refs probably aren't going to call it in that situation but tabs kind of just threw up something brandon johnson uh, amazing job awareness uh savviness to grab the ball immediately kick it out and the pirates had a chance to tie it on a three at the end it was no good i thought it was a little late getting off but uh once again the people i saw at trivia who watched it on tv said it would have counted if it went so kudos to the pirates for executing there in a, in a tough time didn't they executed the play didn't execute the shot didn't make the shot but uh once again free throws really come back to haunt the pirates a lot of ezra uh, asar missed free throws and that guy is a stud though getting to the rim he made some one-on-one plays last night when ecu was really struggling offensively that were prime time pro plays man it was awesome to see uh ezra last night adam says tough loss still shaky on the free throw line terrible timing on sending a player to the scorer's table that was late in the game. East Carolina needed to score. I don't remember what guard it was, but Brandon Johnson is either jogging or sli- swiftly walking to the scores table, gets a chest pass, catches it. He's out of bounds because he's not on the court. He's going into the game. Oh, turnover. No. And that one uh, just about made me rip up my hat uh, in the stands. But just little things like that. Uh, guys are fun. I, I even said to my dad during the game, like, hey – competitive basketball against quality opponents like yeah you want the win but i think you're getting some value on your ecu basketball ticket this year the way they're playing the way they're hanging in games we want to see them finish i haven't been able to do it in the first two at home and it's frustrating but man uh it was a fun game that was a good game last night great defensive game it was a struggle offensively for both teams and you can say bad shooting i think it was more just high quality high intense defense on both sides ucf was as advertised defensively and east carolina mike schwartz they're gonna guard you uh especially in that first half man ecu was locked down uh defensively on ucf well the one thing that i have noticed is historically um you know i follow the program i don't go to too many men's games uh because usually the just this time of year is just kind of tough for me to do it but uh, you know, historically, hasn't that been kind of our bugaboo where free throws and poor shooting performances at times has always been kind of like, for lack of a better term, our Achilles heel. Like when we lose a game, it's because either we 
Well, couldn't throw it into the ocean. It has or we been couldn't make year. free throws. Um, it just seems like, and and really, it seems like it's more free throws than it's been anything else. And I know you asked Michael Perry earlier this week, what can you do to improve that? And he said, well, you can try to implement it into practice, but there, he said there's know, not, a lot of time. not a lot of not a lot you of time. For that. You got to do it on your own. So, you know, but the thing is, is that the one thing that I have noticed with this team is. Um, you know, not only because of the fact that they're hanging their hat on a lot of, uh, you know, being just that that kind of suffocating defense, um, but like you said, every game that they've been in, uh, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, they haven't been really essentially blown out. They were blown at, out at UNCW, right? And that might have been what maybe one or. And of, Old Dominion, okay, that one got two. away from them. Okay. That, I think those are the only two. Yeah, but that's but you're starting to see the fact that despite you know not being able to hit all the free throws that we want to hit, and eventually you know you're going to have nights where you can't you know find the backboard, you can't find the rim, can't find anything, uh, and you try to rely on that defense. But I think that you're, what you're seeing is is that we're just getting that incrementally, we're starting to get a little bit closer and closer and closer to what you were saying, which is we're executing well, we just need to finish. And I think we're starting to get a little bit closer uh, to that proverbial finish line. And I'm kind of excited to see it. Uh, I've watched some of the games on ESPN, but I haven't been able to see one in person yet. But it has been exciting to see um, just how hard they're playing um, because I think at times I've seen in the past where players kind of just packed it in and uh, they're playing wire to wire. So Yeah, they're playing tough and not I, but see there's this only on, so much. I see this on message boards where people were like, this uh, this is different than Joe Dooley, Jeff Lebo's team. No, no, those no. teams fought too. Yeah, they fought they too. They played to the right. end, didn't win a lot of. So I don't know why some Pirate fans always have to bring up the former coaches. It happens in football all the time. It's happening in basketball after every single game on Hoist the Colors. Something about Joe Dooley and Jeff Lebo is mentioned. It's, it's you can bet on it. It's because like the sun rising. Jeff Lebo and Joe Dooley were both proven winners elsewhere. At some nah, point in Jeff their career, Lebo well, okay, Jeff Lebo, but uh, definitely and Joe, Joe Dooley, Dooley. Not, I mean, well, kind of guilt, guilt by association in that respect in Kansas. But, yeah, but I mean, I could be an assistant coach at Kansas and be a winner. That's what I'm saying, guilt by association. But for whatever reason, they just associate success with Jeff Lebo, and more more than likely because of that CIT Most championship. Most fans hate Jeff Lebo, and he's our first or second winningest coach ever. And I, and I get it; they didn't. He uh, kind of packed it in late, it, it appeared anyway. Yeah, but, but he also won a CIT championship. Just try to try to enjoy it for what it is. Uh, but the won't... thing is, is I think you're going to see this team be a lot more successful in the years to come. We'll I, see. I, I, I think hope that so. Michael Schwartz is, is uh, he's a young coach. He's got a lot of drive. And I think that, I love you Schwartz. know, I, I, think, I think he's great. And I think that you're going to see um, – you know his work kind of pay off down the down the line i even like roll my eyes when i see i go say man just it, you, you keep this nucleus together of johnson small and ezra and that is a huge if in 2023 i hate to say it like you 
uh, can we do that can we keep these guys are they in different uniforms next year i don't know so i am it is so year to year you can't even plan for the future you can't even say what's javon small going to look like two years from now because we don't know if he'll be playing in greenville and that's just that's the way basketball is i hope he is uh that's why i want to win right now because the only thing guaranteed for that trio of johnson and small and ezra is they're on this year's team there's no guarantee they're on next year's team so well and there's no guarantee that they'll finish out the season as a pirate i mean you know what i'm saying i mean people just up and leave for no apparent reason too so you know in this day and age i wanted to win last night then because they were on the court at the same time right exactly (laughs) but what i'm saying is is that you know in this day and age we we can't see the forest for the trees we have to live in the moment as the moment is happening because it it literally that is exactly how it's how the game is being played now uh let's hear a little bit of mike schwartz and we'll we'll take a break get to the big man on campus jeff nadu uh talk uh ucf ecu with him among other things but here's uh some of mike schwartz from last night uh great respect for uh coach dawkins and the central florida program uh you know, I thought the difference in the second half was the nine offensive rebounds that they had. I thought we did a good job in the first half, you know, keeping them off the glass or at least, you know, working towards doing that. We knew that was a big piece of the game. And then obviously C.J. Kelly uh, was terrific right from the tip uh, with the three-point ball in the first half and in the second half uh, really driving down the lane and, and getting to the rent and making his free throws. Yeah, just what we talked about in the locker room. You know, you, you know. Now we put ourselves in a position that every single time we were in these high magnitude defensive possessions, which is normal, and this is what conference play is about. But some of the silly mistakes that we were making put you in a position where you have zero margin for error, and we don't have a whole lot as it is. And so now you're in a position where you need to get a stop. And when you do get a stop, late game, we we went with a little bit more aggressive press. We wanted to force a quick shot. We were fortunate enough that they missed it. We don't get the rebound. We got a big stop in a one-possession game. We don't get the rebound, and they put it back in. So, again, I I really believe that uh, that was a huge part of the second half, their ability. I I don't think we were very good or as good as we needed to be in the second half defensively. Uh, Surely not as good as we were in the first half. Maybe it's part of just the flow of the game and how the offense is going, but would you like to see Brandon maybe take some more shots too? I know he went five for five. And, um, I, I don't know. No, I think that's a good point. And, you know, I think really what really hurt us in the um, first half is when Brandon, Ezra, and Javon were in foul trouble. But particularly in this game, Brandon and Ezra, I thought they were being pretty effective uh, both offensively and defensively. And that was a big deal because we had, I believe, a seven-point lead and Brandon and Ezra both have to check out of the game with two fouls. And I contemplated keeping him, but, but I, this was a highly emotional and a very physical game. And I, you know, I, I kind of saw this game coming down to the second half, and I thought that Brandon and, and Ezra, that we could maintain. And they went on a 5-0 run during that last stretch. Uh, you know, I mean, so we had, I think, a two-point lead at halftime. So I think foul trouble took a little bit away from Brandon in the first half. And then Central Florida is one of the elite defensive teams, not only in the conference, but in the country. So they are going to make adjustments not to let Brandon get 
open looks. I mean, they were there in the second half when he when he touched the ball. And we're continuing to express Brandon to be aggressive, 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 and he's doing that. And in his 29 minutes to go five for five and three for three from three, to answer your question, yeah, sure, if I could go back, I'd love him to shoot, more, to shoot the ball more. Brandon Johnson, a marked man in the second half, and Javon Small was a marked man from tip-off last night. He was not uh, actually on the court at tip-off because – he and Javon Walker missed a, uh, a breakfast meeting, according to Mike Schwartz. He talked about that last night in the post game. So uh, their punishment was not starting last night. Uh, but we saw Javon on the court outside of a huge step back three to cut the deficit from five to two late in the game. Javon Small was uh, pretty much locked up offensively last night. Couldn't get going. Uh, Mike Schwartz said he expects a big bounce back from javon small the next basketball uh, being played in Minji's coliseum will be sunday as the ecu women look to make it two in a row in conference play they host tulane coming up two o'clock sunday in Minji. speaking of tulane we'll hear from Corey glore coming up in hour three also isaiah winstead and when we return we'll hear from the big man on campus jeff nadu barstool sports he'll join us we get his thoughts on that ucf team we saw in greenville last night are they an at-large team in the NCAA tournament. Uh, We'll see what Jeff has to say about that. He loves the uh, car tonight for college basketball. Thursday night, not usually a great night for uh, college basketball, but some good games tonight. We'll talk that. College football national championship, a little NFL as well, with Jeff Nadeau when we return after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. And uh, for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. You can join the over 61,000 followers today at PR927FM. Now let's uh, head back into the show. Here's Cliff. There's a live uh, Buffalo Bills press conference being shown right now on NFL Live on ESPN. And, uh, I'm not listening to it, Josh Allen, Sean McDermott talking, but there is a headline uh, that says, and now they just took it away, but uh, DeMar Hamlin's situation improving, but still in critical condition. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, I was looking at some updates and they said that he was awake and uh, was able to respond uh, by squeezing the hands of uh, his relatives that were at his bedside. And uh, he said that he communicated with the doctor. Um, and the, uh, his first question, I, it, I don't know if it was his first question, but the question that he wrote on a piece of paper was, who won? And yeah. uh, the doctor said, and I quote, you won you won at the game of life end quote so uh it seems like everything so far is uh progressing in a positive manner so that's uh great news to hear all right let's uh talk some college hoops some college football a little nfl as well with the big man on campus jeff nadu barstool sports joins us for the first time in 2023 big man how you doing today 
I'm doing well. How are you, Cliff? Doing good. Uh, looking forward to some hoops tonight. And while I was grabbing lunch earlier today, I was listening to the latest uh, edition of the Sit Down podcast, and uh, you uh, were talking about the Idaho murder with the suspect being arrested, and you had uh, the former FBI agent on, and uh, great chat, Jeff. Really enjoyed that, and I will listen to the conclusion of that on the way home tonight so with all the hoops all the stuff you got going on the sit down podcast rolling on and uh stronger than ever at this point right yeah very happy everything's uh, kind of figuring itself out you know we got a great college hoops card tonight i i've said before clip this is the best card i've seen this year and yeah you have you know, i kind of want to be all kind of encompassed you know have different things i'm working on and uh I seem to have that, so thank you. Before we get to tonight, last night, uh, just like last Wednesday, another frustrating loss for the Pirates inside of Menji's Coliseum. The Pirates are hitting a, a few free throws away from being 3-0 and in conference play, but that's what losing teams do. Uh, talk about what-ifs. Uh, the reality is East Carolina 1-2 and in league play after losing to UCF last night. The Knights are interesting, Jeff. Uh, they will lock you down defensively. And we saw that. They smothered East Carolina last night. A lot of possessions in the second half. East Carolina could not get a good shot off or even uh, get any kind of shot off at all. Uh, a lot of those possessions. And I believe I saw UCF was like in the 30s in RPI now because they played a pretty good non-conference schedule and won a lot of those games. So I know you were, I think you were high on the Knights last year. This year, they certainly look like a team that uh could be up there finishing second uh third behind houston this year they they lost uh a tight one to houston already this season so ucf uh, as far as an at-large you think they got a shot this year yeah I, i've kind of uh banged the drum on ucf uh kind of really since the beginning of the season I, i'm very high on this team i think johnny Dawkins is a really good coach um and yeah I mean, they have some really quality wins they went on the road they went down to Virgin Islands got some big wins down there. And, yeah, as you said, they're very much a defensive prowess, stalwart type of a team. And what makes them so good is they've kind of lived under Dawkins in the defensive mindset of we're going to get a big seven-foot kid, put him in the middle of a defense, and really kind of dictate on the perimeter with long guards and wings. Of, you know, you got 6'5", 6'5", 6'9", 6'6", 6'2", just bigger kids, bigger guards that – you're going to really make things difficult on you. You look at last night, ECU, 8 for 27 from 3. They also missed 9 free throws. That's You're really looking back. The ECU actually played pretty damn good on the defensive end. I mean, yeah. they held Teller Hendricks in, in, in control, but you can't miss 9 free throws in a game like that. I will say, I'm sure over or under betters are kind of worried. I mean, you, you have 47 points over the final 10 minutes of this game. And it still only got to 125. So this game was on the mark of like a 55-52 game, and then it just exploded in the final 10 minutes. But I will admit, ECU played well. They've got to take something out of that. You just got to start making your free throws, man. You just go 0 for 4 and uh, Jeff, 2 for 5. So, yeah, they missed uh, a lot last night. Saturday, ECU goes and beats Wichita State for the first time ever, goes 19 of 22 from free throws. Yeah. Last Wednesday, missed 15 free throws against Temple. So it's enough to pull your hair out, man. It's it's crazy. Yeah, and you, you kind of feel for, for, the, for them. You kind of feel for Michael Schwartz, who, uh, listen, that that's something that you just get from a, from a young team. I mean, this is a group that is one of the bottom 15 youngest teams in America. There's not a lot of continuity. But if you're um, 
ECU and your Schwartz, you've got to spend some time and get that figured out because that is something that's going to bother you uh, in conference play. They're not good enough offensively. We yeah. get to the line as much as they do. And again, Cliff, you look at free throw rate, 25th in America. When you're getting to the free throw line that frequently, but you're only shooting at 67%, which is 287th in the country, you're not going to win games. Mm. This is the difference. You look at UCF, you should have won that game. You look at Temple, you mentioned that the free throw problems there. You, know, you look at the game against South Carolina State uh, a couple of weeks ago. You know, they only, they only shot eight free throws there. You got to get to the line more. So free throws are dictating whether they're winning, losing games. Um, and, and, you know, that, that you missed 14 free throws against Indiana State yep. by four. You have to figure that out. Yep. Uh, it has cost them in games already this year. And look, if they're going to be competitive, be in games, which it looks like they are in this league, uh, those free throws are going to be monumental deciding the win or loss. All right. Jeff Nadeau loves the card tonight in basketball. I'll run over some top 25 action real quick, and then we can talk about what you have your eye on, Jeff. But Purdue at Ohio State, and Ohio State, the uh, the narrow favorite at home in that one coming up. 7 o'clock on FS1. Houston, a big favorite over SMU coming up 7 o'clock on the Deuce. Uh, Indiana is at Iowa tonight. And you got a lot of these these spreads in basketball uh, with Iowa, an unranked team, is a favorite at home against ranked Indiana. You just see that night in, night out. USC on the road at UCLA. Arizona hosting Washington and Gonzaga on the road uh, against the Dons of San Francisco. So those are games just involving top 25 teams. Uh, Jeff, let's, uh, you can hit on some of those if you want, but what games are you looking forward to most tonight? Well, I actually hit on both of those games you just mentioned, and, and as you've talked about very astutely, I will be on both Ohio State and Iowa tonight. These are two spots that I love on this card, and you said it, home team uh, laying points against a ranked team. That's, you know The team laying points is not ranked. This is just a stone-cold situation I'm always going to be on. When we look at the Ohio State game first, I actually really like this matchup for them. Um, I think their guards are much better than Purdue's guards. Bryce Sensabaugh has been awesome for them. Uh, Bruce Thornton's done a nice job for them. He's really been a marksman for them from three. And you bring up a Sean McNeil from West Virginia. He's been a good guard. They're a big guard team on the perimeter. And I think they get the better of Braden Smith and the Purdue guards. I also feel like Zed Key can be problematic for Zach Eady. Eady, as we know, big hawking kid. Um, you want to get him off the block and get him out on the perimeter, maybe get him to foul trouble like Rutgers was able to do. I think Ohio State at home is a great play tonight, and I'll be on them here. Clip, uh, something a lot of people aren't aware of, Ohio State is number two in America in adjusted efficiency offensively. That is high-level stuff. How are they doing it? They're ninth in America in offensive rebounding percentage. This is a group that's been very good offensively and defensively. I think they win tonight and get the job done against Purdue. I also like Iowa. I'm not a fan of this Iowa team, but this is a desperate spot for a desperate team. And again, you have to ask yourself, why are they a favorite in this game? They've lost three straight games, including one of which to a team that is in the bottom 15 in America. Um, They're 49th as far as Ken Palm. Why are they a favorite over a top 20 team? Well, because they don't turn the ball over. And offensively, I think they're more dynamic in this game. Chris Murray is a good player. I don't think Indiana is very good on the defensive end. And I think if you pressure Indiana, you can get them into trouble. I think they also win at home tonight. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, kind of putting you on the spot here, but you follow it. So I think you'll have 
an answer or two for me but new mexico 14 and 0 uh charleston winning last night over north carolina a and t they are 14 and 1 to start the year i I like to see these you know non-traditional power teams uh get inside the top 25 uh some others you know san diego state we've seen them before they are receiving votes right now um uh, st mary's uh receiving votes uh fau actually receiving votes so who are are some of the non-traditional names this year that uh that we need to watch out for still got a ways to go before the ncaa tournament obviously but i know you got your eye on uh on these teams kind of off the radar already so who are some of your your favorites in that category this year well not to beat my own drum but i actually bet against new mexico the other night and was able to get the job done so i astutely called that one as far as um some teams that I think are off the beaten path in kind of that uh, mid-major grouping, you, you kind of just mentioned it. And tonight you have a game that, that I think is probably the best game on the card, Florida Atlantic and UAB. This FAU team is hmm. really good. And they're really, really good under a dusty May. They have the third longest win streak in America. They haven't lost since November 11th, and they are elite on both ends. They've got a very tough game against another very good mid-major team that I said outside of Gonzaga was the best mid-major, UAB. Uh, they have one of the best scorers in America who absolutely destroyed them last year. He scored 53 points in two games against Florida Atlantic. But FAU has uh, a kid, uh, a Russian kid, um, Vlad uh, Golden, who I think can really dominate them. So that's a great game. Those are two teams that I'm really keyed in on and I really like. You actually mentioned another one, St. Mary's. They're just so well coached under Randy Bennett. I think the question for this group is, you know, when are they going to win a step-up game? You know, they, they, you know, essentially lost to, to really anyone that they've stepped up to play outside of San Diego State. But I think long-term, they're built to last uh, in the NCAA tournament. I'll take another team out of um, the uh, conference, say, North Texas. They're an elite defensive team. Um, but, you know, you don't have – you know, South Dakota State hasn't really shown themselves. I'll tell you another good game tonight. Um, we always see Vermont. They kind of dominate the America East. This year, they've had to deal with Bryant, who is now in the America East. That's a big game up in uh, the America East tonight, Bryant and Vermont. Vermont's kind of coming on lately as they've gotten into conference play. Uh, Also in the uh, MAC, Kent State, they're very good as well. Jeff Nadeau rattling off some teams to keep an eye on off the beaten path as he uh, likes to get into the weeds when it comes to college basketball. Uh, Follow the big man on Twitter at JeffNADU. Make sure you're watching big man on basketball on youtube as well jeff want to hit a little football while we got you here on a thursday national championship coming up on monday and the line has gone down a little bit georgia a 12 and a half point favorite still a big line for a championship obviously total at 63 uh anything right now you like for monday night's championship game uh yeah you know to me i i definitely um I'm at the point now where I, I kind of like the under in this game. Um, I, I think, you know, they've kind of, TCU been able to run rough shot offensively, and I, I think they're just really running into kind of like a buzzsaw here. Um, I, you know, and again, I don't, I know Georgia's really good on offense, but I don't know if they're going to score 40 in this game either. So I feel like, to me, this game kind of screamed Georgia and the under. Um, but I, but I haven't gotten there yet on a play in this one. It, it kind of jumped out to me as like a, I don't know, like a 34-21 type of game, something like that. I, I thought 63 was a bit high. I, I don't believe that TCU is just going to be able to run rough shot and do whatever they want. This is a different caliber of defense they're going to play here. 
Um, and I, I think Georgia can kind of find some success against, to me, not a very good defense. And that's the, the problem here. I, I'm kind of getting to the point where I think I might lay it with uh, with Georgia. I, I was getting close with maybe saying, oh, TCU's been a team no one's believed in all year, da 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 but um, I, I think that Georgia just is significantly better than TCU. Jeff, any concerns uh, with your birds, with, with Jalen Hurts being out the last couple of weeks? They're going to uh, obviously try to get him back in, get ready for the postseason. But uh, any concern with Philadelphia is they still you know, control that number one, but now they, they need to win. Uh, and, uh, and you know, if they lose, have Dallas lose this week to Washington, who will be starting Sam Howell. So, I don't know, any concerns here late in the year for, uh, for your Philadelphia Eagles? I mean, I, I guess – you know, I, there was a concern for a minute. Then I thought, well, um, it's unlikely the Giants are going to play their starters. So, and you look at the Eagles. I mean, they're two touchdown favorites here, um, which, you know, look, I thought they would kind of easily take care of business against the Saints. But, um, yeah, I mean, they've not made it easy. Luckily, they were in a good spot where they could slip up a game or two and still be okay. Luckily, Jacksonville beat the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago and have put them into this position. But, yeah, I think they take care of business, and I don't know. Maybe they wanted to do it the final game of the season against in, uh, against the Giants in their home stadium. Um, so yeah, I think they'll get it done here. And then you know you're going to get a week off. You know you obviously get the the bye week. You can get healthy. Look, they could need to get healthy. They need Lane Johnson back. Chauncey Gardner Johnson looks like he's back. So I think that's going to solidify the defense a little bit. Um, but the truth is, I believe they are seven and twenty-two without Lane Johnson over the last. 29 games without him that needs to change um and and they need to start running the football i I don't know how many times we have to talk about this i don't know how many times nick sirianni needs to be told (laughs) run the football um they're just not built without lane johnson to pass block uh you can't be throwing the ball that much especially with a backup quarterback jalen being back obviously helps i think they get the win get some uh get some uh rejuvenation get healthy and be ready for the playoffs and as we go, Jeff, uh, some breaking news. People know about this as they're hearing it here on the show. But as we record live at 2.50 uh, Eastern time, just before we uh, go on live, uh, Chris Beard has been fired at Texas. I guess no real surprise here, Jeff, but that news just coming out as we talk here now. Yeah, I mean, this is um, you know, this is something I, I study with, with, with the show I have to sit down. And, and obviously Chris Beard is not a – at this point, a convicted felon. But, I mean, when you deal with people, you learn. You know, These are generally, when you're dealing with criminals and high-end people, they're smart people. They've got to where they are because they're smart and they're good at something. And, you know, this will, again, be just another situation of wasted talent, someone that is, is, a, is just an astute basketball mind that one night a bad decision um, will affect his life forever, and he may serve prison time because of it. Um, you know, this case is, is odd to me. Uh, we, we would learn several weeks ago that the woman involved claimed that you know, she did not want to see Mr. Beard arrested or whatever. Yeah. And we've heard some of the really sad details of it. It's just this really sick thing. I, I'm a big Beard fan as a coach. I thought he was, in my estimation, the greatest college basketball coach we had in America. But uh, it's likely that he'll never coach another game in college basketball. And that's, that's incredible. Jeff, I uh, enjoyed the chat. Happy New Year to you, man. Thanks for joining us today. I know you got a ton going on, and uh, looking forward to hearing the remainder of that sit-down podcast I was listening to earlier on the way home tonight. Uh, but keep up all the good work, man, and uh, looking forward to a big uh, 2023 for the Nadeau crew. 
Yeah, it's really going to ramp up, Cliff. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to have enough time for anything. But, um, you know, that's, again, I wanted to put a year in and really just kind of delve into everything I could, try to try to make my presence felt, grow my brand, and do what I do. And, you know, I actually have some pretty important calls coming up tomorrow involving some um, kind of personal um, content things that, that I'm hoping – we're going to be doing at Barstool. So awesome. definitely some cool things coming as well. So we'll see. Great stuff. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, Jeff. Thanks, man. All right, Cliff. Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports, joining us on this Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a break, come back when we return. Big Hour 3, because we got Corey Glore. We got Isaiah Winstead. We've got a giveaway for you. Fresh off the presses, some familiar gift cards that Chan Man just went and picked up. Uh, we'll give you, uh, make you a familiar winner today in the last hour of the show. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brownie Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. Back with you at Pirate Radio Live. I always like to see like big, tough athletes and people like look up to them, but then they get starstruck and look up to other people. So LSU beat the brakes off of Purdue in the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl 63-7. to so blowout wasn't close mashed them but i saw a video just now on twitter after the game all these uh louisiana boys are going up to drew Brees, who helped purdue during their bowl preparation and it looks like a drew Brees kids football camp they're all going up to him and they're asking for autographs and like this guy joe faucha i guess is his name uh lsu player and he tweeted in this moment the little kid from new orleans came out of me it was an honor meeting the goat who won us our first super bowl and so he's uh talking to drew Brees. he gets him to sign his gloves and then he's like hey sign my jersey sign my jersey and drew Brees is like are you serious he's like yeah sign my jersey sign my jersey and he signs his jersey and the 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 kid says man i'm gonna tell my kids about this i beat drew Brees. ah just beat drew Brees. like he's celebrating and then like four more lsu guys are lined up to meet their uh their hero from when they were kids so it was a pretty cool moment uh as drew Brees, purdue quarterback helping him coach just got ripped apart by some lsu boys and all they want to do is go meet drew Brees and get autographs so it was pretty neat after the game and it's funny because that happens in the nfl right now with tom, tom brady, brady. yeah like there's 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 the players get hammered and then they go up to Brady after the game. After the game, like I, I've seen videos of like, especially these young guys, these rookies, or maybe like two or three year guys, go up to Tom and say, "Yeah, like," and, and they'll say to Tom, "Like, yeah, I was born the year you came into the NFL." And he's you like, played oh, no, with my daddy. Yeah, you played with my dad. <laughs> you know, 
Um, so yeah, it, it's you get starstruck. I know we talked about you know, Holt Naylor's who would he get starstruck yeah. playing with uh, in his future career in the NFL, and of course he said Tom Brady. But it's got to be cool to after the bowl game be able to meet Drew Brees and. You know, I guess his help did not help. For, and you know, they were thinking about that during the game. Like you're up by literally 56 points. What was the score? 63 to seven. My God! <laughs> but those guys that grew up from Louisiana that were Saints fans, yeah, are probably like eyeballing the whole time. Like, like where's right, he at? Like when I leave, when the hit clock hits zero, I'm making a beeline for Drew Brees. Give me a pin. Who's got a pin? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's pretty cool to see. All right, let's head out. Speaking of Louisiana college football teams, let's talk to the best one uh, from 2022, and that was the Tulane Green Wave. Corey Glore, our old buddy, called the action, the win over the cotton in the Cotton Bowl over USC, and he joins us now on the Pitt Electric Live line. Corey, how you doing, buddy? Two seconds left. Snap. Williams over the middle. Toss back. Running around towards the 10 to the right. Knocked down. Williams has it back. He's ripped around still on the ground at the 5. Still escaping to the right. Chucks it to the right where it's caught by Jones down the sideline. Back over to the middle. A lineman has it. Now swing it out to the left. Bynum now to the sideline. It's loose on the sideline. It's, it's over. over. It's over. Tulane has done it. Unbelievable. It's Nine. the biggest win all time for the Tulane Green Wave. And a stunning comeback knocks off USC. 46-45. Unbelievable. Corey Glore on the call as the Green Wave cap off a unbelievable season. Unbelievable, as Corey would say. Uh, and knock off USC, Lincoln Riley and company in the Cotton Bowl. And Corey joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Corey, how you doing, man? You know, I'm doing all right. I'd be lying if I said my voice and my throat was at 100% capacity here, but uh, I think it's been worth it. Yeah, and, and as we were talking, uh, getting you on the show here, uh, you had hoops to call. Like, there's there's no break. Uh, no break for the, the coaches and players in athletics and no break for you voices this time of year. So, right back at it uh, last night, right, Corey? Yeah, I mean, uh, I uh, I was up uh, about 1 a.m. the day before, making sure I had my stuff ready for Tulane basketball last night. I mean, it's it's the next one down. I, I haven't hit a thousand like Jeff just did in terms of <laughs> basketball, but uh, this week has certainly uh, felt like a thousand different games uh, at certain moments. Awesome stuff, man, and uh, we had a, a lot of Tulane fans around this part. I, speaking of which, I remember we brought this up on the show earlier this week. You brought it up with us heading into the AAC championship game. Tulane uh, took care of East Carolina, really made a high-scoring East Carolina offense for the most of uh, the season look bad in a nine-point output when the Green Wave beat them earlier this year at Yulman Stadium. And you actually called into the fifth quarter, and none of us wanted to hear it at the time, myself included, that, hey, uh, Tulane's a good football team. They got a good defense. Everybody, you know, relax. You'll have a, a good year. Nobody wanted to hear you say that at the time, Corey, but uh, it looks like your words turned out to be true after seeing what Tulane was able to do the rest of the way. You know, Clip, it, you have known me now for almost seven years. Have I ever lied to you? Not that I can recall. You are an honest man, Corey Glore. I mean, it's now, did I know what was on the horizon <laughs> after that week six 
win over East Carolina? No, I, I did not envision this, certainly. But I knew that there was certainly the building blocks of something good there and something potentially contending in the American good. Um, but the, the fact that it ended the way it has on Monday, uh, that was outside my wildest imagination. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, you you have moments now. You know, I just had the opportunity. I sat down with Coach Fritz for about an hour and just interviewed him just to recap all of this madness. And you you, you can go back and see certain things as the regular season unfolded and say, yeah, that, that was a step to here, and that was a step to here, and this is what changed for this. Uh, and, and, and stuff like, you know, holding down that a very – very good East Carolina offense was it was one of the the midseason signs that you know what this defense ain't a fluke they didn't just you know they didn't bottle up Adrian Martinez who was injured with Kansas State like and they just held them one dimensionally like no no they're legit they're they are truly something really good here uh and Monday notwithstanding that defense carried them pretty much to the conference championship into the Cotton Bowl um, and so, yeah, it, now, now we've had some time to decompress a little bit from the football season. You can see the little moments as the year's gone on about the signs that were coming about just what was on the table here. Corey Lord joining us, Pit Electric Live on here on Pirate Radio Live. And Corey, I always wonder, and us talking heads try to preview games and give our thoughts on what could transpire in, in a bowl game in this situation, you know, is Tulane kind of just happy to make it, happy to be there with a moment be too big for USC? Do they have the proper motivation? Uh, they wanted to be in a college football playoff. Are they going to take this bowl game seriously? And then the, the kickoff happens, and it's a, it's a real football game. And Tulane's down, what, 14 to nothing pretty early in that game, right? So uh, Green Wave were kind of fighting back, really were fighting back the entire game until the end. Yeah, I mean – yeah, I think in a game like this, when it's you know a, a group of five team, the the one that crashes into year six, the the, the common national storyline and the question is, well, what will that power team, uh, what will their interest be right. playing a team like this? And the other layer added on top of that was that USC was you know a half away from being in the playoff, um, and so that added another element to this game where. You know, USC wasn't just not going to the playoff. They weren't going to the Rose Bowl. And so was that interest going to be there? I, I think that stuff can get overblown, and it usually kind of the, the tires get pumped on that by, I, I think, kind of national talking heads when I talk about these big-time programs. What, because in reality, these are kids, and they're playing football, and, and they're going to go out there, and they're going to play the dang game. And I think, it, you know, once Caleb Williams made it clear that he was going to play, um, you know, hamstring healthy or not, that should have absolved any sort of doubt that USC lacked interest in the game. Fans might have uh, on the USC side. Tulane did outdraw USC in that game, wow. uh, in, in that stadium. But um, I, I can tell you, especially for, for Lincoln Riley's first year there and the things that have turned around there, though that, that team certainly didn't lack interest in playing that game. And I think they showed that pretty much the extent of the game i mean they they dominated most of that game uh so that should have that that should wipe away anything that usc didn't have any sort of interest in playing or winning that game because they were by far the better team most of the way Corey glore joining us man just a crazy turnaround for tulane willie fritz from 
2021 to 2022 and i remember talking to you and and willie fritz has had very solid years there getting tulane to bowls making them respectable and and we all kind of know the stamp he's put on the program but coming off that two-win year i asked you you know is there any kind of hot seat situation with willie fritz what's he gonna have to do after a two-win season to to you know get the the support back and to make folks feel like he's really does have the program moving in a positive direction i think he answered that one pretty easily with 12 wins but uh it just goes to show you to have a a 10 win increase uh cory that just does not happen and it uh it happened for the green wave this year no I, and it's it, he he has been now somewhat public in the last couple of days about the thanking people within the university supporting him after last year because there was a little bit of fire. There wasn't a ton because I think everyone was on the same page with, with everything that swirled around the program last year that was outside of their control. That just, it, it never had a chance. It never had a chance to be anything successful on the field. You're talking about natural disasters, injuries, things like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. living in Birmingham for a month after a hurricane, yeah. and, and you, you have number two on the ropes, but you're playing them there and not at home like it was supposed to be. And so, and, and I think it, there, it was telling that that locker room, the senior, you know, the juniors in that locker room for the 2021 season, none of them bolted, none of them fleed, none of them were looking for other things even after a miserable year, and then guys were getting looked at. There was talent on this team. We all knew that. Um, and so I think that was another vote that, you know, what happened on the field is not indicative of the program Willie Fritz had in place last year. And then you see it come to this year, and everything that we knew that Willie Fritz was doing behind the scenes and then what you see on game days just hit a, a, an A level, and, and that's an understatement this year. Where it, it all came together uh, in a way that uh, is still pretty mind blowing for folks here. Um, and so, yes, the, the support, to say the least, is, is not is not only behind Willie Fritz in the athletic department, but I think this is the more important side of it right now. Clip is that it's behind Willie Fritz on the academic and the school side of it, and that's always been a conflict year and it's it's simmered at times it, the the run-up to this game it was very publicly known about Tulane leaving the SEC on their own accord and they nearly disbanded football in the 80s and they nearly did it again in the early 2000s that was the drum that was being beaten for the storylines nationally well this has put everyone on the same page about what athletics can do for a high prestigious academic university. And so that that I think might be the biggest breakthrough of them all, not just 12 wins here this year. Corey Glor joining us on Pirate Radio Live, and I really hope that Willie Fritz, uh, the staff, this team, and obviously the fans can celebrate this and really enjoy it, uh, Corey, because, man, it just it does not stop uh, these days in college athletics. Willie Fritz now has to – you know keep guys on his team which shouldn't be too big of an issue after what they did this year but also uh adding in the portal recruiting never ends so we're, we were talking about this that the league itself is going to look different next year with some teams leaving new teams coming in east carolina 
is going to look really different next year with with Holden Aylers, Keaton Mitchell, C.J. Johnson, Isaiah Winstead. Look at all their their big offensive guys. A lot of guys on defense. They're going to look like a a different team, Corey. So way too early look and again i want you to celebrate this but just for uh this radio segment purposes you know pratt uh your weapons the the defensive guys that shut down ecu you know who's back next year you don't have to go down the whole roster but what's this roster going to look like compared to the 12 win team from this season it'll be different there's no question about it now michael pratt announced he's returning and he was getting a good amount of some power five interest in the transfer portal. And I, you know, I heard Notre Dame and Florida were really going after him and he opted to stay. So this will be much like what you had there. This will be a fourth year starting quarterback coming back here for Tulane next year. Now, Tajay Spears has declared for the draft and, you know, I saw him after the game. He, I did a post game interview with him. He declared on that interview and I told him, I, we know, we all know you were going to go. And then, <laughs> Willie Fritz said he actually had to kind of do a little bit of convincing to Tajay to go because he was initially thinking about staying. Um, And Willie Fritz said, you know, that there's nothing more you can prove uh, with what he did in the final eight games of the year. And I think most importantly for him, what he did on national stages in the final four games of the year. Um, I mean, he made money. He made a ton of money and probably moved up a couple of rounds with what he did Monday. And so uh, so that that's a huge void to fill. There, there's not really replacing a Tajay Spears. going to go down as one of the best to ever do it here. And then the two linebackers are gone, Dorian Williams and Nick Anderson, and they're the heart and soul of that defense. So that will take some time to put back together. But in terms of everyone else, you lose you know, a senior wide receiver in Deuce Watts, who was terrific this year. But the, the guy who caught the biggest touchdown – in Tulane history, Alex Bauman, that's his first career touchdown at your freshman, and he's going to be now leading that tight end room. Uh, and so I think where Tulane is now, Clip, is that it was a, a, a senior-laden roster. There's no way around that. But what has been established here is a player leadership element to this team where there are guys ready to take the baton for the ones that are leaving. I don't know if they'll translate into a conference title and a New Year's Six again next year, but I'd be hard-pressed to find a, a big step backward, even though some of these key pieces are leaving. Corey Glor joining us. Corey, uh, are you going to get a ring for this Cotton Bowl victory? You know, I, I, I they've already uh, sized my finger for nice. the conference championship ring, and so I, I would I, I do not know. I have not heard officially, but they have my ring size. That's excellent. Uh, how many rings did you get? Rings uh, here at ECU? I got one ring. Now, I never asked for any rings or anything like that, but it was uh, it was the 2021 year, the the super regional to well, what year was that? So. Going to Nashville. Vanderbilt, yeah. Yeah, last season I was there. Uh, and I think part of it was, <laughs> I want to say, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Coach Scott was like, you know you're leaving this, so here's a ring for your last season. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I, I got one ring from East Carolina from the 2021 Conference Championship and Regional Championship. That's uh, that's good. So Corey's uh, trophy case, ring case anyway, is growing. And uh, Corey, I, you man, we, you got a lot of fans here, and and even I go it tells says off the air that 
um he has heard you call games and we were used to calling hearing you call baseball but he talks about how good you are at, at all the sports i'm wondering what is your and take this cotton bowl that's fresh in your head away but because that's got to be the ultimate right now but what, what's your favorite sport to call now that you've done them all uh quite a bit uh you know it's it, it tends to be, and this you'll you'll scream top out here, but it's not. I'm not intending it to be. The season that I'm in tends to dictate it. Um, yeah. Like this football season has been just such an incredible ride, um, and the fact that there aren't any more games to call until September is it's a bummer, no question. But this time in you know a week, two weeks, I'm going to be fully wrapped up in basketball. Uh, and, and this team's pretty fun right now. And so that's, you know, that was the most fun I had last year was calling this basketball team. Uh, and then listen, baseball has been the one I have called far more than any other sport. It's the one that I think just technically speaking, I'm the most comfortable with, and I can play with it a lot and, and have a ton of fun with calling a baseball game. And, I have seen some very good baseball in my time in a broadcast booth, and, and you can attest to that. And so, um, you know, I think that's the true broadcaster sport is calling a baseball game. And so I will always have a spot in my heart uh, for baseball because of just the, the, the rhythms of it. And, um, you know, when spring comes around and Tulane will take the field here in about six weeks, I'm going to start getting ramped up for that. And, um, then I'm going to settle into a, a nice rhythm with them, and that's going to be a blast. And so it's, I'm lucky to be in the position that I am, uh, where I get the opportunity to spread a couple of different wings here and try three different sports and, and test my craft. And it's all the better when you have a run like this for a football program that's been dying for a run like this for decades. Yeah, awesome stuff. Corey Glore joining us on the Pitt Electric Live Line, Ron Hunter's team. And uh, we'll see how it turns out. Kind of a, um, a non-conference record you would thought would have been a little better. But I remember telling Igo uh, last show we did uh, before the break that just wait till Tulane gets into conference play. They'll start winning games right now, uh, two and one in league play after a win over struggling Tulsa. So, uh, Corey, what do you? Is there a uh, parade, a party? I mean, you guys got to celebrate this thing. So, what's on the docket for the uh, football team? Anything? Well, the, yeah, there will be some things coming on the pipe. There's there's nothing immediately right now because students aren't back yet. And so yeah. I think they're going to – now, the, some of the team and most of the coaching staff, they were at the Pelicans game yesterday and got honored there. Nice. Um, but you, you also have to keep in mind that tomorrow is the start of Carnival here, which means it's going to start being parade season tomorrow. Uh, and so there are parades all over the town for the next month and a half. Uh, and so I know that the, the team has its own float and will be riding in one of the parades, the crew of Ferrets, which is near campus. That's coming up in a couple of weeks. So that will act a little bit as kind of a, a championship parade. And then Coach Fritz is the grand marshal of the, the biggest parade of Mardi Gras season here, like the, the largest one. And so um, that's going to be his moment to shine a little bit. I, I know that there are plans in the works once students come back on the 17th uh, to do some things with, with the football team as well. I mean, most of the team has gone home, like a lot left from Dallas. They didn't really get a, a Christmas break. Um, and so um, it's, it's not going to be in the immediate future, but it, it, stuff is coming here in the next couple weeks. 
Corey Glore joining us. Looks like you're on the way to beautiful Philadelphia uh, this weekend, Corey, and then off to Dallas for SMU. East Carolina and Tulane will not meet on the court until February 11th, and then they'll play again uh, here in Greenville on March the 1st. So, uh, Corey, we still won't see you for a while, but looking forward to uh, Tulane and ECU meeting up on the hardwood. And hopefully, uh, I guess, uh, we talked to Jeff Charles yesterday, really there there aren't many breaks for you guys, right? Like, And then you go right into baseball. So your break comes in like June, July, I guess? Yeah, uh, <laughs> pretty much it. I mean, uh, June and July, I have, I've realized I have pretty much nothing to do and then the other 10 months i am full go there you go good stuff Corey. uh awesome man great call and uh and then congratulations uh just to you i mean that's that's pretty cool you get to go down there and as you said on the call uh call the biggest uh two-lane win in football history that was some awesome stuff and i uh, always enjoy talking to you here on pirate radio you still got a lot of fans around here so we appreciate your time man well, right back at you, Cliff. Thank you again for. Uh, I always enjoy chatting on the Pirate Radio airwaves, and, and I appreciate the, uh, the the fan and, and any sort of love that I, I still might have that I haven't ruined in Greenville. Moving uh, <laughs> over here, uh, I, I appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you get soon. Thank you, Corey. Corey Glore uh, joining us today, Pit Electric Live Line. Our old pal calling some big-time action uh, for Tulane this football season. All right, let's open up the booty bag here on a Thursday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. How about a familiar gift card on the line, Shirley Rhodes? What caller will be winning today? Uh, Why not caller number eight? All right, caller eight, 317-1250. If that caller uh, did not win in the treasure chest and wants to come on with us briefly, they can. But we do have to get to the Isaiah Winstead video so or interview. See if the uh, caller wants to join us. If not, they can take their prize off the air. And we'll be back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Tighten and lift your skin? Smooth your skin texture? Erase veins and brown spots? Or get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Jeff Dover uh, of Greenville who won the $10 gift card to Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food, whether it's great New York-style pizzas, homemade meatballs, lasagna, chicken parm, or the delicious homemade desserts. Familia is a winning play every time. For dine-in or takeout, make Familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Uh, I like that chicken Philly at Familia. One of my new go-tos. Congrats to Jeff Dover. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here. 
on a thursday edition of pirate radio live let's go ahead and play uh our isaiah winstead interview great to catch up is that my computer yeah that'd be yours chandler go ahead mm-hmm. give it to me you stupid son of a you know what yep. are you kidding me that's me what in the you're a dumbass you're a dumbass i mean the audio bite said it for myself you are a dumb what? Excuse me? We already heard it. Now, let's go ahead. What did it say? You're a dumbass. I apologize to everyone out there. Get a grip. All right. All right. <laughs> I deserve that. I deserve all of it. You stupid. All right. Okay. I got it. I got it. I mean, you've got to be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to point out that for the first time in 2023, our guy Chandler, always looking to improve, get better, has not said something or repeated something that was said previously in the show. Yep. Can you close out the last 30, uh, 23 minutes and about 10, 50, you got 10 minute interview with Isaiah. You got another break. So really you've only got, I'm, I'm in the clear, like six, seven minutes. I'm Deion Sanders <laughs> high stepping it to the finish prime line. Time, prime time. All right, let's head out to the Pit Electric Live Line. Talk to our guy Isaiah Winstead training down in Florida. We'll get the exact deets on what he is up to. I apologize for saying deets there. Details on what he is up to. Chandler's shaking his head. Isaiah, thanks for joining us. How you doing, man? Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. I'm doing good. Good to hear. Good to hear. So tell us uh, what where you're at and uh, and what you're up to, what you're doing right now. Where are you? Uh, I'm in Florida. I'm at Fort Lauderdale fort lauderdale uh training yeah training for the combine draft so what's um, your uh what, what's your day-to-day like uh right now is it all football training when you wake up yeah so i woke up uh this morning around like six something i had to be uh had a speed workout at seven fifteen. um then we had to get treatment out there and then um, we got to go back at uh, one for another workout and then treatment again afterwards. And then we should be free for the rest of the day. Who are you training with down there? Uh, I'm training with a lot of people, um, like a lot of big-name people. Uh, I'm at XPE in Florida. Okay. XPE Sports. And we all saw, we all saw the picture uh, earlier this week with Mike Tyson. Uh, how how'd you run into him? Oh, yeah, man. I was just laying on the table uh, getting treatment, and they like, it's Mike Tyson right there. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking they playing. I look up, it's really him. So uh, I went over there and just asked for a picture, stuff like that. Did you talk to him at all? Did you say anything? I mean, did y'all talk at all? Yeah, a little bit. He was just asking, like, you know, what was he doing here? Like, you know, how old he was, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, did, has he ever heard of ECU, I wonder? <laughs> I can't tell you. <laughs> How familiar are you? I mean, everybody knows Mike Tyson, but like, you're young. Have you seen the the videos? Have you seen him in the ring? Things like that. Yeah, I seen the videos. I used to play with him on the game. We used to have a game and stuff like that, a boxing game, growing up. So I used to play with him and <laughs> when I was like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, Talking to Isaiah Winstead, joining us from Florida as he's training. Isaiah, will you be back in Green? Are you doing pro day here at ECU? 
I haven't decided yet. It depends because I know uh, Greenville, it'd be cold, I think, during pro day. <laughs> so uh, I got to I gotta check on that and see what's Gotcha. Isaiah Winstead, so Isaiah, you made the decision to uh, to leave Toledo and come here, and, and you kind of never know until it's all over if that was a, a decision that you, you like, a decision you regret, a good decision, a bad decision. But after the numbers you put up, the season you had this year, you know the the relationships you built, uh, would you say it was a good decision to come to East Carolina? Yeah, I feel like it was a great decision. I feel like you know. Uh, gain a lot of friendships or brotherhoods or whatever that's gonna last forever so you know and being able to be that you know receiver for the team and put up the numbers i put up you know to win games and help the team out you know so i feel like it was a great decision and i remember talking to you you had some really lofty goals heading into the season and and we kind of like opened our eyes like man really you can put up all those numbers well 88 catches, uh, over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, you, were you happy with uh, the numbers you put up this year? Yeah, man, definitely. You know, I never put up 1,000 yards ever, so, you know, it was a blessing. You know, I'm always striving for better. You know, I, I, uh, you know, I was striving for 10-plus uh, touchdowns, you know. So, you know, I'm still happy with the numbers I put up. Grateful to be in that situation and, you know, blessed to be able to help the team but if that if in, in a perfect world if i could have put up more numbers and better numbers then yeah i would have and i say you went out with a bang six catches 72 yards two touchdowns in the win over coastal carolina uh i saw you strutting after that first touchdown i like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's, you always say like you don't have anything planned it's just whatever kind of comes to you right you know that one Jalen, uh, me and Jalen was watching this video or whatever, and we was like, we was going to do that when we scored. <laughs> so uh, I had did it when I scored or whatever. Well, I like the strut. I liked all the smiling faces, the celebrating going on in the bowl game. Even Holt Naylor's doing, uh, and as an old man, it's weird for me to say the word gritty. I believe that's what it's called. But uh, even Holt Naylor's was dancing a little bit. Yeah. What? always do the gritty though <laughs> it was it was a very white man gritty it was kirk cousins it was it was kind of ugly but uh i don't know did it pass for y'all did it was it all right yeah he's straight <laughs> uh and then we saw uh we saw a bit of the post game in the locker room where uh coach houston gave a game ball to, to coach steve shankweiler who's been around for so long and, and coached and uh, so we saw that part, but Isaiah, what was one final uh, locker room celebration like for you guys? Seemed like you guys were were really enjoying that one. Yeah, it was great, man. It was like you know a blessing to go out winning a game. You feel me? So it was, the locker room would have been way different if we went out our last game. You know, with that last class, and because that team never gonna be that team. Yeah, you feel me? They're never gonna be those exact players playing. So you know. It was great to just go out on a win, you know, celebrate, celebrate with our team and stuff. So it was good. Yeah, no doubt. And I say I know a lot of fans saw Birmingham Bowl and saw, hey, look, it's a bowl. We're happy to be there, but could have been better destinations, things like that. And then kind of after the game, a lot of folks said they enjoyed it, enjoyed their time in Birmingham, obviously enjoyed the win. So is that similar to maybe the players that were – Okay, it wasn't the most uh, glorious destination, but you ended up uh, enjoying it after the fact. 
Yeah, it was more so like who we was with than the destination, you know. Like yeah. The players, the players on the team, they made the they made the trip fun, you know. Right. Laughing, joking, and being around each other and stuff, you know, walking around. So that was more so uh, than the destination, you know. Man, some big numbers to fill next year for these East Carolina wide receivers with yourself, C.J. Johnson, uh, Ryan Jones uh, out of the mix uh, for ECU. But we saw uh, Taji Hudson catch a ball. Brock Spalding got in the box score. Uh, Tyler Savage had a catch. We know about Kerry King. So, Isaiah, these younger guys, and who knows, there might there's not going to be another Isaiah Winstead, but a guy like you that maybe comes in in the portal uh, after spring ball. But who uh, on this roster right now should Pirate fans be excited about as far as uh, receivers go for next year? All of them. <laughs> all of them, man. All of them, all of them nice, you know. Uh, Jalen Johnson still got one more. Yeah. Year, so, you know, and he was and he was hurt this year. and He played through uh, injuries and stuff, so. You know, like I said, all of them, Kerry, Taji, Brock, everybody's like, I feel good about everybody. And when Jalen was healthy, he had that big game, I want to say against ODU early in the year where he was he was kind of the go-to guy in that game. So get him back healthy. How about uh, Mason Garcia, Isaiah? How much, uh, you know, did you, you catch balls from him in practice? How much did he... Uh, did he run with the ones at all? Um, and, and what do you uh, what do you think about Mason Garcia's future here at ECU? I think I think he got a bright future, and yeah, he did. He ran with the ones a lot. You know, uh, what game was it? It was it was at the NC State game. Uh, Holden had messed up his shoulder. Um, yeah, you know, running a little a little brace around his shoulder, so you know they didn't know if Holden was going to be able to go. And you know, Mason had stepped in and filled that role and was. Uh, starting that quarterback for that week or whatever. But Holden had uh came back. So, you know, like he, he played good in practice and stuff. So, you know, the game's different. So he it's a lot of adapting to do, but I feel as though he's gonna have a great career. And Isaiah, speaking of injury, you know, Holden Aylers is going to have to have surgery uh, after the hula bowl with that shoulder that was a bum shoulder a whole year. And then you hurt your finger close to the start of the season. And you said that lingered with you uh, throughout the season too, right? I mean, a lot of you guys were, were playing with injuries this year. Yeah. Yeah. My finger is going to probably be like that forever. <laughs> <laughs> is it, there's no, like, fix? You just kind of deal with the pain, basically? Yeah. Hopefully, you know, while I'm not – doing much hill. yeah yeah well you did all right with it i'll say that put up some big numbers isaiah winstead uh joining us so isaiah uh your training will continue in fort lauderdale what uh i don't know any like key dates you're looking forward to as far as uh you know your training teams looking at you things like that uh you said any key dates yeah as far as like what's coming up on the schedule for you uh, I leave to go to Texas for the CGS um, Bowl, the little showcase. Okay. Um, so that uh, I'm supposed to be, you know, supposed to be getting an invite to the Shrine Bowl, but we'll see. So, you know, but that's about it. You know, other than that, it's just grinding to combine or pro day. Whatever, whatever it is, I'll be ready for it. Good deal. That's awesome. Isaiah, I know uh, you put in the work, man. You're one of the most uh, dedicated uh, student athletes at ECU. We can recall just as far as 
uh putting in the work so no doubt you'll do that uh and hopefully man uh if you do make it to pro day here you're back here in greenville come by and see us we want to see you one more time uh, before you head off but we appreciate you joining us for a few minutes today man we really uh you know it we really enjoyed your time uh hanging out with us this year yes sir i appreciate y'all having me i feel like either way uh whether i do pro day or not there i'm gonna i'm gonna still come up there all sure. right yep well come see us man thanks for joining us isaiah good luck bud we appreciate it definitely man. i appreciate y'all isaiah winstead always uh been fun to talk with this year as uh quiet guy to himself we uh we tried and i think got him to open up uh to us a little bit during his monday appearances on the players lounge so one of our favorites uh isaiah winstead i was love I, I love seeing him have fun down in birmingham with after those touchdowns what a great game he had yeah in the birmingham bowl and after every touchdown he had that little that little swag had strut. The strut he had that little swag strut love to watch him strut i have to ask this question because you know as well as i do i multitask while we're doing the show so sometimes i'm not a hundred percent focused on interviews uh, when you're doing them oh chandler did you ask him about the uh, block where he gets taken? Was that him? That wasn't him. That, that wasn't, wasn't him. him. Okay. Okay. We were on defense, uh, and I want to say that was Malik Fleming. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah, was right. Malik Fleming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That, Never it was mind the blind then. side block? No. No, no. It's the it one was the where one he, that was taken out of the end zone. Yeah, and he just got completely like buried under stuff. I mean, the play <laughs> yeah. he's like a million no, miles That's what play. I mean. Like it, I call that the blind side block because in the blind uh, side, Michael Orr took uh, him all the way to the back of the end zone. Well, yeah, there's a football the term called a blind side block. Yeah. Yes. You could see how we were. Yeah, absolutely. I, I see but where y'all were confused. I, but yes. now I see what you're saying. Yeah. But I understand what I understand that reference. Yeah. So but okay, no, never I mind. remember that. Yeah, that was a crazy block. Yeah. For some reason, I had it in my head that it was it was Isaiah that was being blocked. But Girl, uh, you're right. Of, you're right. It was on defense. A lot of chippiness in that game, and we learned earlier in the program when Holt Naylor's was on that there was a lot of chirping going on on social media throughout the week, and even when the teams were meeting up for their you know events and activities, that there was a lot of uh, chirping and junk talk well, going on. And, were, and we heard I Holt mean, Naylor say, "Hey, they messed up," and that's in nicer terms. They they effed up is what he said. Well, you know what? There were two teams that are very confident in what they can do. And, uh, I mean, Coastal's had a run of success. I mean, they had a swagger about them, and so did we. So, I mean, it's only natural you're going to hear that kind of chirpiness in, okay, in a game like who that. Who got the last chirp? We did. Chirp, chirp. Then Pirates did. We Dem got the dub. Pirates. Stan says, if you don't love Isaiah Winstead, you don't love me, but I do love him. Could somebody put together a chart, a flow chart? Of, of, yeah, wait, can we say follow that, that? Say that one more time. If you don't love Isaiah Winstead, you don't love me, but I do love him. <laughs> so in turn, that means Stan loves himself. And learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. Well said, Stan. Well said, Whitney. What is it? Where's uh, Whitney? <laughs> Who? What's Spears? that? What was that uh, G.I. Joe line that they used to... What is it? The more you know, the more you grow or something like that? Uh, Learning is half the battle. Learning is half the battle. G.I. Joe, a real American hero. All right, let's take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was another rough day for the stock market. The Dow was down 339 points, closed at 32,930. NASDAQ was down 153 points at 10,305, and the S&P dropped 44 points, closed out the day at 3,808. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Flip. Mentioned earlier, Jim Harbaugh put out a bit of a nothing burger of a statement earlier. The main thing in the statement says, we don't know what's going to happen, but, and then he said, I plan on coaching Michigan. So he acknowledged he didn't know what was going to happen and he might be somewhere else. Uh, Other news regarding Michigan coming out during this program a few minutes ago, uh, Nicole Arabach says, the Michigan football program has been under NCAA investigation, expects to receive a notice of allegations by Friday source says it's relatively minor infractions but investigation also centers on the program's response to said allegations so it's michigan it probably won't affect them at all they'll be fine this happened to so us once again nothing's going to motivate them september 2nd oh when, no when ec pirates come into town by the way not to be troy d here anything is possible mm-hmm. anything is possible there's a chance go uh, get a hoist the colors vip subscription um there's a chance okay. east carolina could play week zero can't rule it out they're not scheduled to at the moment but there's a chance you should have said i've got something to say but i should say it all off here <laughs> but i'm gonna say save it, right. it for the show save it for the show i'm uh i'm not saying exactly what it is but a chance so you're saying there's a chance any word on the institution that we will play i can't say that but i can tell you this that a former uh-huh i'll tell you my favorite former pirate that transferred in basketball is Jaden. And my favorite book I read as a child began with the word Charlotte's. <laughs> okay. I think I've got it. Yeah. What does that mean? We're going to week zero. We're playing Charlotte's Web. <laughs> Charlotte's Web University. All right. Charlotte, Charlotte Gardner Web. We'll take a... Uh, day break get some rest hopefully i'll sleep tonight eat a good meal get a hearty breakfast and we'll be back with another edition of pirate radio live friday three o'clock thanks for tuning in today for shirley rhodes the man of chan i am clip rock we'll talk to you three o'clock friday so long everybody Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation. 